All right, welcome in. Uh, happy is it the 40th episode of the Ryan Ripken Show. And for those that are joining, if you're back again, thank you for coming back for another episode. Happy holidays, by the way. Um, we got Zach in studio here for a second. Yeah, yeah. Zach got a hat on again, too. You do. Yeah, I'm like, Brad's not going to like it, but. <laughs> well, you're going to have to tell the yeah, story. Yeah, there's a story that. for the hat that I'll tell, but. And then yeah. we got Brad behind the scenes here. Brad. What up, what up? I don't know. We got we I don't know what that intro was, but you were just kind of like way too chill. We got to crank it up. Talk about the what up, what up with the double. Yeah. Me? Oh yeah. Well, I was at least charismatic. I mean. Yeah. No, I, I'll give it to you. Bring the energy, man. Bring. Oh, you want what? the energy to be brought? Well, the energy's brought here because we have a there guest in town. Is that better, Brad? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, hey, yeah. welcome. Happy wake holidays. Up. I guess we should be fine. Wake up, idiot. Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit lulled. I had maybe a little bit too much tequila. I was celebrating a long night last night, but we got to pick up the energy, pick up the slack because we got a guest in town today, guys. Actually, in studio with us, and uh, he's a member of the Baltimore Ravens, and I've been waiting to get him on. So, hey, Nick. Hey, there he is. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. how's it going, guys? How's it going? So, everyone, Pleasure this is here. Nick Moore. Unfortunately for Nick, I'm sorry you're out for the season. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I yeah. think the parts are <laughs> able to. Yeah, it, it, it is tough. No, so for Nick to give the, the, the background the for him. Yeah, it's Nick Moore. He's out for the season. Yeah, wait a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. do anything else. Okay, I'm just out all <laughs> the time. He's just always <laughs> yeah, out for always the season. <laughs> Professional IR. <laughs> Uh, makes you feel good. Am I an asshole? You be the judge. But, uh, you know, the thing was for you, unfortunately, right before the season, and for me, what I remember specifically, because, Nick, you and I went to the Orioles-Dodgers game in July, right? We yeah. were watching, watching our guy Tyler Wells pitch, and mm -hmm. I think two days later, unfortunately, um, popped the Achilles, and you've missed it. But I'm glad we can get you on here because your background, if people don't know, Nick played professional baseball, by the way, before starting his journey to the NFL. So I'll, I'll – I'll, uh, Pump your tires if you want to. If you want to call it pro baseball, I did do that, dude. You made you got drafted, <laughs> you were in the minors with the Red Sox. It's yeah. an accomplishment in itself. Come on, man. But no, it definitely is. Yes, you're, you're it's right. almost cooler that you've done both, like you've gotten both sides of it's yeah. uh, yeah, it's pretty chill. I won't, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds pretty dope. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty dope. As know, someone story, who's played zero professional that. sports, I was gonna say you've got you've got me uh, up by two, so <laughs> kind of impressive. Hey, thank you, thank yeah. you. You're you're a good kid, Zach. And Nick, uh, even though Nick, I think you're actually older. I think Brad's the eldest here still, because Nick, you're what? 30? I'm uh, 31. Just turned 31 like uh, two weeks ago. There it is. Yeah, Brad. Brad's grandpa still in our group. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. we got a lot to talk about, and, and honestly, I hope everyone seriously had a great uh, holiday. You know, um, a lot's going on. A lot of travel. Hope you're safe. I'm assuming if you're tuning in, you guys did watch what happened last night, because that's where we're going to kick off with everything. Right? Is uh, what a day in San Francisco. Uh, Ravens get a big victory. We're going to talk a lot about, you know, from the game itself, what it means, the reactions, MVP. Nick's got a great perspective. We mentioned before he's he's involved with the Baltimore Ravens with the team. And there's a lot of things that happened last night that transpired that I think is worth diving into from the comments. I think everyone, you've been under a rock if you haven't heard what Mike Florio with Pro Football talked about. That was a lot of uh, bulletin board material, to say the least, for a lot of people. But it's more so about the responses. And so we're going to be able to really kind of dive into that. Um, and that's all I got. But uh, well, everyone, well, go ahead, Brad. I was just going to say we got to stay tuned because uh, Stavros shouted out Kyle Ripken Jr. Jr. Yeah, technically gonna... a shout out to you. Is that directly a shout out to you? I think it is. Yeah. Was he saying, like, he's your father? Is he indirectly is calling your, your, yeah. is he your daddy? 
All right, so we just start the show off with this. <laughs> this, this is where we're going. So Stavros, if you haven't seen him, Stavros likes to do a Ravens video each week talking about what the team he's wins. He's a yes. comedian. Yeah, so yeah. understand, not all of this is serious. I would say none of this is serious. Yeah, I would, yeah I'd say, yeah. yeah I was going to say, after, listen, like, after you listen to his stuff, none of this is serious. No. Let me uh, let me do it better. Ryan, Ryan you gotta, I, I feel like we need to get you a coffee or something. The story is... Yes. Avros is a comedian and he has an alter ego. And this is his alter ego every Sunday after every game. Ronnie from Ronnie comes, comes out from Dundalk and his favorite player is Joe Kinda Flacco. Yeah. And so, and this, and this specific week, he brought up Cal Ripken Jr. Jr. Take a listen. But the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl and the 49ers suck dick, yo. Oh my God. I thought, I thought they were supposed to be the best team in the league. And I thought Kyle Shanahan was a genius. How the fuck are you going to be a genius when you look like you still shop at PAX on you? Grown man probably wearing Quicksilver on his days off and shit, yo. Oh, I thought Brock Purdy was going to be the MVP. Yeah, fucking miniature, very small penis, maybe. Brock Purdy, more like Brock Purdy. That boy is dog shit, yo. Shit, I think I picked his ass off just sitting on my couch yesterday. He threw so many interceptions, yo. Christian McCaffrey, more like Christian McAsh cheeks, yo. <laughs> How the fuck are you going to be a white running back that's good? That's fucking cheating. That's like going to the fucking um, the Kentucky Derby with a unicorn, yo. That's a fucking mythological creature as a fast white running back, yo. And we still fucking won, even though you was cheating with a white running back and you was cheating with that ref, yo. You know, that ref's very lucky. He's lucky the Ravens ain't lose by two points or something. A little mistake might have happened to him. <laughs> Woo! We fucking rule, yo. We're winning the Super Bowl. Lamar's getting MVP. Either him or Joe Flacco. That's the only thing standing in our way. But we're going to win, yo. We're going to fucking win the Super Bowl. I can feel it. It's a Christmas miracle. Sorry this video was late. I was arrested because due to I had dressed up like a Santa Claus and tried to take um, presents from a children's hospital because I needed to get presents for my son, Cal Ripken Jr. Jr. But I'm out. I'm free. And the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. <laughs> what did he get you? What you know, do you steal yeah, what are the from gifts? the uh, on, on here? Hear about these? Yeah. So, all right. So, people that that don't understand why why for me it's 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 funny as shit because my name is Ryan Calvin Ripkin, by the way, but I still get called either Cal's kid or I will get called Cal Junior Junior. Be like, no, the name's Ryan. He goes, no, you're Junior Junior. So to hear that it was absolutely hysterical, uh, and I still love the fact that his. Even if it's the character, I think he still loves Joe Flacco. But I think a lot no. of people still love yeah. Joe Flacco. Uh, but yeah, he didn't get me any gifts. But maybe yeah. we need to talk to him about, you know, Stavros, where where is my gift? Yeah. <laughs> maybe the gift is you need to come on the show and talk to us about how you maybe, feel about yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. I think that would be fantastic gift. Tis the season. Tis the season. Tis the season. But New Year's uh, gift, maybe? Potentially. Um all right, so you've seen that reaction. It, it's it's hysterical. There's so many different ways we can we can go with this, but where do we want to start here? Maybe starting with the fact that the Ravens were six and a half point underdogs going on the road facing the San Francisco 49ers, a team that everyone thought the Ravens had no chance against, or specifically a couple of media heads. Um, hey Nick, we talked about this too. Um the disrespect, and I and I don't know, I think we want to play Brad. Do we want to play this video first of Mike Florio talking about it? And then so, get to the highlights, or how do you want to view this in, in order? So to frame this, Mike Florio, before the game started, uh, I, was, I believe it was like Thursday or Friday uh, before, yeah. 
uh, Mike Florio came out and it, it's all over the place. So I didn't actually bring up that specific video because I thought that enough people had seen it. But if you guys haven't, essentially Mike Florio came out and said, hey, uh, I think the 49ers are going to kick the shit out of the Ravens. Uh, and it's not even going to be close. And he's one on the, to even say like he like doubled down and was like, if this is the Super Bowl matchup, it's going to be like the worst Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, ever. He said it's going to suck. Yeah, that's straight up. And it's gonna suck. It's a very bold statement. Very bold. bold. Obviously, now it's it's super bold. But even at the time before, talk, talk yeah. about a hot take. And I think yeah, the part where I wanted take. to bring up was the part sandwiched in between that. Brad was the thing of I'm not trying to be disrespectful. That's, that's just the reality. And I think Nick, we've talked about <laughs> which it being is even a, almost more disrespectful. That, that's, you know, you're being disrespectful when you say I'm not trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> what, what's yeah. that? What's that in Talladega Nights? Like with all due respect, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you can't say whatever you want after you say with all due respect. That's yeah. so yeah. true. That is how it's, I feel like media though these 100%. these days, like especially ESPN, they're like, I'm not trying to hate on this player, and then they'll give three minute rant. On it's everything just, yeah. they suck. Like they're trying young. to make, be like, well, I'm not trying to be mean, yeah. but blah 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 blah. This, you know, I love his skill, he but said. he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Well, so this leads to it, right? So the thought was that the Baltimore Ravens were going to go out there and get whacked, and the reality was the Ravens forced five turnovers, didn't yeah. turn the ball over, won by double digits on the road, arguably against the best team, head and shoulders above everyone in the National Football League. But the Kick thing the that, the yeah, and, and this is the part. There's two parts here, and, and we're going to react. I, I think we should play both. We'll mm. start with Lamar Jackson because yeah. I don't care of the fact that he was responding to Mike Florio here. I love the fact, and this Nick, this is where I want you to respond to this, because what Lamar's response is something that I think everyone should listen to because clearly if you're not in there in the locker room, you have no idea what a team is fully capable of. So let's play that Lamar Jackson post-game press conference about Mike Florio's comments. Yeah, because we in the NFL, we play ball, you know, not to take away from that team, but you can't just discredit us. We grown, man. We got to feed our family. And he can have his opinion, but just don't be just, just talking like that. You know, that's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. But no, not to take away from the 49ers at all, because, like, they agree all across the board. But we going to come to play as well. You know, our record not no fluke, you know. Um, we play ball, and we showed that, you know. He just need to just keep doing his job, but just don't just come come off like that towards us. You know that's disrespectful. Like I said, cause he ain't putting them pads on. You know, if he ain't putting them pads on, I feel like it would have been different for him. He wouldn't say that. He'd be respectful. You know, but because because I, I say that to say this. You know, we respectful to our opponents. Our opponents was respectful to us. But a guy who who not even playing against us just come out just, you know, just being disrespectful. I guess he wanted more views on his on his little channel. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> it's a great end. So, so there it is. So, Nick, and you and I both know this being in a locker room, but specifically you know this locker room. Uh, your initial reaction anytime you hear that is what? I, I mean, I couldn't agree with Lamar more, you know. I think uh, Harb says it all the time. One of the one of the best things about, you know, playing in the NFL is you get to shoot up every Sunday. No matter what they say, Monday to Saturday, it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter. You put the pads on Sunday against the other team and you go man for man and, you know, you try to win, play the best you can and win the game. And I think Lamar is, is 100% right. It's it's very difficult for someone who, you know, obviously hasn't didn't play in the NFL. Who, I don't know his background and his history with football and sports in general. But, you know, it's it's <laughs> that's what they do. I mean, that's, that's what he gets paid to do. It's his job. Mm -hmm. So he's going to say whatever he's going to say. But I do I do think it was very disrespectful that, 
you know, we, we were 11 and three going into that game. You know, we, we've played some really, really good teams this year and, and we've shown that we can handle anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think last night just proves that even more so like our defense is one of, if not the best defense in the NFL mm-hmm. and Lamar is playing at MVP level. I think everybody can agree with that. You know, whether the stats are there or not, we're 12 and three, the number one team in the NFL, one get win away from being the one seed in the AFC, who, which is an extremely competitive conference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that was a tough thing to say. I mean, it's a hot take, obviously. And yeah. uh, the answer, you know, the Ravens did what they do best and, and answered the, and answered the call. So, yeah, I think that that's where it goes. And, and for me, I just remembered in any sport, I think anyone that's ever played, it doesn't have to be at the professional level, but when you call someone out so directly, it's just, and the thing, the thing that I feel bad for Niners, the Niners said all the right things, by the way. Yeah. You know, they were, yeah. they were like, the Ravens are great. Yeah. They got so they got some dogs over there. They, they are playing some tough football. The Mark Jackson, amazing. <laughs> and then you have a media outlet absolutely shred. And then that's where the focus gets taken on. But Nick, I mean, we could, I, we know the answer. We can be trained to go, yep, we understand uh, the right answers to say. Oh, we're yeah. not, we're, we're blocking out the outside noise. It was obvious that the Ravens heard the noise. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think you can't not hear it, you know, especially today's day and age with all the social media that's out there. Um, you get it thrown in your face 24 seven. Um, but you know, John is, is always done a good job of just, Hey, keep your head down. Just going to work. We're going to show up on Sunday. They're going to figure it out. Like, you know, he spoke out of turn this time on Monday morning, he's going to change his tune mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't hear his comment today, but hopefully he changed his tune after last night's game. Yeah. Well, he, he was already starting to say that. He was yeah. already starting to say that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, the Ravens, it's too early to say that the Ravens are going to beat the shit out of the Dolphins. At least he owned up saying kind of, of going, well, I believed, I'm glad I was wrong. It will be a more competitive uh, playoffs, but also anything can happen in the playoffs. But Zach, actually, you brought this to attention was Patrick Queen's comments as well, because it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. I mean, I love everything about these comments and it, it really brings back it all back to how we view Ravens football of this nitty gritty. We don't care what you say. It's 11, like you said, it's 11 on 11. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to line up 11 guys versus our 11 guys. And we think we can win no matter what you do. We're going to go out there and beat you up. And they, they went out and did it. So, I mean, good for them and then for, this was i will say this was a cold take like or a cold comment afterwards like his smile as he's talking about it like it's a it's a bad man he's yeah he's devious yeah i love that's TQ. a bad man pq is a good dude well hey let, let's roll that pq audio then of, of what he said after the ravens uh were victorious out in san fran we play a brand of football that people don't want to play uh Everybody want to be out here cute playing basketball on grass and stuff, and we ain't with all that. So you could do all that stuff, you just gonna get hit in the mouth every play, honestly. Um, you know, we could care less about all the pretty stuff we do, gimmick stuff. You just got line up. You still got to line up, play football. You still got to get touched. So um, that's our mindset. That's how we want to come out and just you know hit people in the mouth. Yeah. So I I want to get in on this one. So this is what I love about the Ravens and 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 not just the Ravens, but the the division itself, the AFC North. And and Nick, you could probably speak to this too, but it just. There isn't a more physical division in football than the AFC North. And it was apparent to me, at least the eye test, I've never played football before, but just from what I've seen as a spectator, as a fan, the the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, they're just, they're those finesse teams, kind of what, what PQ was talking about, like basketball 
on a field. And, and it seems as if anytime those teams meet up with a truly physical opponent, such as the Ravens, they get their asses kicked. And they, mm-hmm. and, and that yeah. happened with the Bengals. Uh, it happened uh, with the, the Browns and, you know, the Steelers at first game uh, is what it is, but like, 49ers are one and three in the AFC North, and I don't think that's by accident. No, yeah, I agree 100% with that. I think, uh, I think the AFC North, I'm biased because I've only ever played an NFL game in the AFC North, like being part of the Ravens. Um, but, but I definitely think that it's, it's a, it's a physical brand of football. I mean, we pride ourselves on being physical. Um, I think, you know, John and, and even Coach Tomlin, they've been with the same team for so long. And they still have that old school mentality of like, we're going to, you know, we're going to pound it in the ground and we're, we're going to make you force you to stop us and do what we do. And not a lot of teams do that anymore. And that's just the nature of the NFL. I think, you know, teams are, you look at the Dolphins, they're super fast and very explosive and try to get the ball in space and do that stuff, which we do as well with guys mm-hmm. like Zay and, and Odell and, and Bate. But I think we try to establish to run. We try to establish the trenches on offense and defense mm-hmm. and, you know, we got arguably one of the best D linemen in the league. And then we got two, the two best, you know, the tandem at linebacker with Roquan and, and PQ. And I, I just think our brand of ball is, is different. And Mm -hmm. it's been that way in Baltimore forever. I think we pride ourselves on, you know, getting those type of players that, that high effort, high energy, very physical type guys that Mm -hmm. love playing offense, defense, and special teams. And, uh, you know, that's that, I think that's a testament to who coach Harbaugh is as a, as a person and as a coach. You know, he's a, he's a hard, I mean, he's, he's hardcore. Mm -hmm. That guy's in the gym working out at five in the morning all the time. I love it. And I think the players, the team, we kind of reflect his Mm -hmm. image in in a way. Yeah. I mean, the the phrase play like a Raven, I think everyone in Baltimore has heard that. I think people are starting to hear that, but that's not just a saying in Baltimore for the team. It's literally a culture. It's Mm -hmm. a belief. hundred percent. And it starts, I mean, as much as people want to go up and down on John Harbaugh, it's same thing with Mike Tomlin. The teams, the reason why the, the it's the foundational structures that are still being kept all these years, nothing's going to be perfect, but you go out, out there and you're, you're proving year in and year out that you can get the most out of your bunch. Maybe it doesn't turn out the way that you want, but there's that stability. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it up. You've said that you've got the two linebacker tandem, mm-hmm. and, and I know, Zach, you're smirking over there. And there. <laughs> It's, I mean, when we talk about physicality I, at the linebacker, guys, there's no one, there's no one more physical than Roquan. So yeah, I, I don't. There's just nobody. And then PQ is just such a compliment to that. And I think those two as a group, it's it's unbelievable. So can I ask you then? Because well, first off, to give the background for everyone that's possibly joining in, welcome again. And if you're new to the channel, like and subscribe here. But Nick, you got to meet Roquan initially. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you were at Georgia, correct? Yeah. When you went back to play football. Yeah. After baseball, after baseball, yeah, yeah. you were gonna you're walking on, and you were thinking maybe just maybe you were gonna play linebacker. Uh, yeah, so I originally, um, I was like, yeah, I had a, a buddy of mine who played linebacker at Georgia at the time. Uh, he was a couple years younger than me in high school, and I was like, oh, dude, I I can definitely I can definitely play linebacker at Georgia. And so my dad's like, all right, do it, walk on, you know. And so I went there and I I walked on as a linebacker, and we weren't five minutes into our first like summer workout, and I was like there's not a chance because Roquan's right next to me. We're both freshmen. <laughs> you know, I'm 22. He's 18. And we're doing 10-yard sprints, and I think he finished when I was still getting out of my stance on the line. And <laughs> it, it, that kid's just – he's different. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's – you know, I, I, I've said this, uh, you know, several times. Um, 
I don't know if there's ever going to be another Ray Lewis, but he's as close as we've ever seen in our generation. And Roquan is a, he's a freak. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what his lead, like not even on the field stats, just his leadership and intensity in the locker room? Like, what does he bring to a defense like that? You know, I think Ro, what I think one of the things that Roquan does best is he leads by example. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy got here, you know, week nine last year, right before we go down to play New Orleans. Um, he, you know, he's rotating in at the beginning, still doesn't even hardly know the defense. And I remember sitting on the bench where we're watching um, the defense out there because when we're on offense, we're usually hanging out on the bench. And the first series that he was in, I think he made like three of the four yeah. tackles or something. And I, Tuck turned to me and he was like, did he just make all the tackles? I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. And I think, you know, Roe just, what he does, like the guy got here, he had done more stuff for the community, like community events in the first month than than people that have been on this team for five years Mm -hmm. or long, or guys that play in the NFL for, with the same team for several years. And I think that's a testament to who Roquan is, is as a person. He just kind of, He's just all he's a good heart. He's got a good heart mm-hmm. and he cares about the people and he knows he's in a position to help everybody or as many people as he can. I think he puts that mm-hmm. out there and he, you know, he's doing stuff for the community and he's leading by example. He's bringing guys with mm-hmm. them. He's like, hey, I'm doing this thing this, you know, next week. You guys want to calm down. And, you know, I just think he he brings the best out of everybody else mm-hmm. because he's just that kind of guy. I mean, I've known him for ten, almost uh, since 2015 so we're coming up on ten, eight years or whatever uh when i first met him and and he's a class act he's a stand-up guy and and i'm just glad he's on our team because oh i would not want to go against him i mean he's just changed the i think he's changed the game for the defense since he got here mm-hmm. and he's he's made everyone around him better and he i mean that's that's why he got the money that he got he earned mm-hmm. it he deserves it and i'm just stoked for him yeah i mean it, you can pinpoint, you've mentioned exactly, you can pinpoint a time when something changes. When Roquan got traded over, there was a, that moment right there where everything, like a switch, just mm-hmm. went off. And I think that's something that for, for Baltimore was something, if, if you've grown up watching the teams, it was the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reed's, the Terrell Suggs. It was during yeah. that time frame. And and that's no knock to anyone that came after that or, or deleted, but the Ravens were trying to find that. And even what I love is you mentioned PQ, like Patrick Queen's one of my favorite players to watch. And and yeah. I think that dog. with PQ is a dog. Well, so he's a dog. And mm-hmm. so it felt like when Roquan came here, because I felt it was unjustified that the expectation for Patrick Queen to come in to be what Ray Lewis was, I don't think that was fair. Yeah, he yeah, he definitely had th- there was a lot of expectations that weren't that shouldn't have been there. I mean, he's a first round linebacker. I just think PQ is a different type of player, and I think he's showing that this year. Guy's showing up, making plays all over the field, and he's one of the best, if not the best, linebacker in the league statistically this year. And I'm, I think Roe has something to do with it. Not to say Patrick isn't an extremely good athlete. I, I think he is amazing, um, but I think Roe just got here and brought a little bit extra out of PQ, and now we're seeing it real time. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's an insult at all to just yeah. Roquan's that type of player that elevates everyone Everyone. around him so it's not necessarily saying that you know patrick queen needed roquan but when you have a guy like roquan there it makes everyone else up their standard and it just takes people to a different level like you see his leadership in the huddle and on the field 
and suddenly it just everything was going flawlessly it feels like out there sometimes yeah. and that's where you really see his impact it, well you don't he, have a choice with roquan yeah i mean you're either gonna get up to his level or you're not and and you're gonna get out you know and and Ro just he kind of forces guys not in a bad way mm -hmm. he just he, you don't have a choice like when you're around somebody like that who's the top of what they do and they're the guy that's working the hardest and he's like he loves it he wants that physicality he wants to be in someone's face he makes he's hitting every single play he's in on the pile whether yeah. he's making the tackle or he's jumping on the tackle that guy's in there all the time and it's infectious when you see mm -hmm. that as a player and, and with a guy like that who is at the top and he's the one that's hustling every play he's outrunning everybody he never given up on a play you don't have a choice but to do that like you're like i'm doing it too damn i'm I'm right there with you and then you get 11 guys doing that and you get what we have right now and our defense is incredible flying I oh mean, they're, dude they're flying everywhere guys are making plays kyle hamilton's a freaking beast oh Marlon's well, doing what marlon does i mean matta beaks is going insane this year i mean it's just in and Brody and all these guys i mean mm -hmm. in van noy and look at jadavian Clowney. yeah he's having one of the best years of his career and Eight that and guy was sacks. yeah that, that guy was one one in the draft you know i guess what whatever year that was yeah. 2014 2015 yeah and you know i'm they're all they're all really good mm -hmm. they're all like first round picks you know they're, they're all like the best of the best but uh you know roquan's just He's Roquan Smith. Man. It's that attitude, and you know maybe yeah, this will adult. be a, this will maybe this will be an analogy to try to explain with with Patrick Queen as far as why I feel. Mm. And I'm going to try my best here with the baseball analogy here. It's in the sense of when you say you can, uh, you got a three four hitter, right? And mm -hmm. they were trying to say about the protection you can get. I was trying to think of a time whether it was Miguel Cabrera with Prince Fielder, uh, Mike Trout and Otani isn't a fair comparison now, but. Having a guy like even Aaron Judge, and you could put someone in front of Aaron Judge where they know that they can't, they, they have, they, not that they're trying to pitch around Aaron Judge, mm -hmm. but because Judge is behind them, they know they got to be a little bit more, or they, they are going to be more careful with Judge than they are with Queen. It looks like in this case for football sense, what I'm trying to say is Roquan has come into it to allow Patrick Queen to show everyone what he's fully capable of doing. And in baseball, that's kind of what happens is if you're in the right situation in the right lineup and a guy gains confidence, they can hit and do anything that people might not see. And that's what I'm seeing with Patrick Queen is like the talent, the skills were all there. I just think that people's expectation for him was so negative. Mm -hmm. And now you have Roquan that sets the tone to be like, hey, I've got this. Mm -hmm. Go do you, and what you're doing is nothing short of spectacular. And and this was a this was a debate going into it was Greenlaw Warner versus Patrick Queen and Roquan. Yeah, and and to me, the linebackers that were dynamite along with the whole team was was Roquan and and uh, Patrick. You mentioned Kyle Hamilton, and Zach's obsessed yeah. with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, we too. we all we me all too. are obsessed. I was gonna say, how can you not be? Obsessed I love with that I man? love Kyle. He's he's yeah. he's just an absolute beast. So okay, so this is my thing. This is a grind my gears moment here. Um, I people's expectation is when you come out of the gate, out of the draft. I mean, you got to hit the ground running. I remember last year, people were were kind of dogging Kyle Hamilton of being well. He's doesn't seem like he has a position. Yeah, they, the, it, and it's unbelievable to me. He's a rookie trying to figure it yeah. out at the highest level. You can't it, put that dude in a category. Yeah. That guy could literally play any position on the field. And he only needed – he just needed yeah. the time to figure out what that was going to be. And then now he literally – what doesn't he do, Nick? Dude, that guy does everything. Okay, yeah. First off, college NFL, huge jump. 
speed of the game, all that stuff. Some dudes adapt right away. Some dudes don't. Kyle, you know, whatever you want to say about that. I thought he played pretty good last mm -hmm. year being a rookie. Yeah. Um, Especially at the end. I mean, he really yeah, took he off. turned it on. He yeah. got comfortable in the mm -hmm. defense. He started learning the defense, you know, and, and got comfortable in his role on the defense. And as a player, that's something that takes time to develop, you know, having that comfortability and, and that confidence in the unit. Um, I could imagine, you know, on defense. And now look at Kyle. The guy, like, does everything and then some. And you're like, you watch the clip from last night, and it's like, what How? even is that? Who who it does It doesn't that? make sense. It really doesn't make sense. And I think it's weird to say that it – part of me just feels like it clicked inside of him that he was like, wait, I'm just a freak of nature on this field. And yeah. it feels like he's not even – He's just playing so freely where he's just his instincts are incredible. And then match that with his size, his speed, everything about him. You see him doing these, making these insane plays where mm -hmm. you're like, how does someone one a safety that size should not be able to move the way he does? Like, well, it's he, it's, incredible. no, yeah, this play right here. I mean, I keep rewinding it because it just it's it's so crazy that I've never seen a player get pancaked like this. And, then, and he got shoved. He got his face shoved into the turf yeah, too. And, yeah, that, that and that's was, a big old dude. I originally he, thought the penalty. He was, gets back up and picks off the ball. Yeah, he I, gets I, back I, up after being pancaked and then picks up the ball and pick. It, it's just crazy. What a yeah. I watched the game. Um, I don't know if it was Sunday afternoon or Sunday night where they had an uh, unnecessary roughness yeah. when an offensive lineman kind of flopped, fell on top of a guy and like mm -hmm. kind of pushed him into the ground. So I originally thought that that was what the penalty was. Uh, and then they showed the clip and they called it a legal chop block or whatever. But yeah, that just is Kyle, man. That just speaks to who he is. I mean, most guys are just going to, I'm not going to say most guys, but if that was me, <laughs> I, if that was me, plays over, I, it would, it would hurt, you know, and I, I don't get crushed around like those guys do nearly as much. So, uh, you know, I, I want to say I would actually get up and continue to play, but like that, he did it. Like I can sit here and tell yeah. you all day, but I've never had to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you've never been He's squashed by two. Yeah, just just so we're just yeah, just a freak insanity. And, yeah. Just that you're about what ten? That's a little ten year gap between you nine, and nine and nine and eight and a half, nine yeah. nine years. And same body type and size. What are you? What are you going, Nick? Yours? We're basically the same. I mean, Kyle's dimensions <laughs> are mine. <laughs> six, six, Reminds three, me a lot like, of myself. Yeah, I'm like we're both like he's probably like six four, um, but he's like. I don't know. I don't know his weight. He's probably like I don't know. I'm gonna throw out some random number like 220. Sounds good, but he he may or may not be. Um, but I'm size. 265, so <laughs> and we're about relatively close to the same height. I'm six three. Yeah, you're you're a unit. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm in, in the in the best in the best oh, way possible. Google yeah. said 220. Hey, that's a good guess. Oh, Google ne never lies. So it's Google ne guess. never lies. Know your teammates. But yeah. Kyle Hamilton, he's not going to get the the defensive player of the year this year. Like it's the reality of the situation. But if you're talking about a guy that should be more in consideration. He's he can sack the quarterback. He can rush the quarterback. He can drop back and cover really any assignment that he's asked. And then he has the playmaking ability to be around the ball. I think it actually if for Ravens fans, we, if you watch it all year, but that playoff game against Cincy, right? It was on Hayden Hurst that he forced the fumble and recovered it, right? Yep, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yep. And I think that was that kind of moment then after that. Well, and this was earlier, but what I'm saying is. I'm glad you brought up that the, the speed of the game. It, it things speed up, and you need time to adjust. And the great ones do. And Kyle Kyle Hamilton's a great one. There's no yeah. damn doubt about that. Who would have thought that all the people who called him a bust after watching a yeah. single rep in 
training camp? They yeah. were wrong. Who yeah. would have thought? Way wrong. The, the Twitter the Twitter GMs that said he was yeah. a bust after a single video, 10-second video. Dude, he couldn't be further from a yeah. bust if he wanted it, to. Oh, my God. I think he has to try to be bad at football. Like, yeah, he just instinctually. Kyle's the inside story here. There was oh, a, get it. Inside, inside there was story. A, there was a, a question that was going around the, the team last year, just kind of for fun, you know? <laughs> And uh, I was the one who who brought it up to some guys, and I was like, "If there's, okay, you get to pick one player on the team, one guy. There's there's some athletic challenge. You don't know what it is. It could be anything from running, throwing, swimming, golfing, lifting weights. You know, it could be literally anything that your brain could come up with. Mm -hmm. You get to pick one person to do it. I'm one thousand percent." And that that's from a guy who's been it's professional athlete in two different sports. I'm picking Kyle every time. There's, there's like because I've never seen a guy that can golf, who can run and jump and play football and do all the in basketball and all the stuff that he can do. I'm a huge Kyle, uh, Kyle Hamilton fan, as you can tell. But oh, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. aren't I we all? He's, I think he's unreal. I think I'm if I'm not mistaken, Zach, you got a jersey. Yeah, I actually Christmas. got a Kyle Hamilton jersey yesterday and then he put on for the city. We got to it uh witness primetime Kyle Hamilton, which is just a show in it of itself. Yeah, there's, there's somebody in the jet said you're not wearing a 14 jersey tonight. Yeah, I know. I should have worn it, Joe. <laughs> I should have worn it. Yeah, Joe, Joe's a regular on it. We'll get on yeah. it. And Joe will actually ask Joe's question here about because you and Aaron Rodgers are about the same and and you know, as far as recovery and Achilles and all that. Just kidding. Yeah. It's different. But yeah. we'll, we'll we'll jump into that question and uh we'll get there, Joe. Just give yeah. us a minute. We will yeah. we will get there. Uh but we're getting to the doctor stuff soon. I got yeah. plenty of stuff to say on that. So. Oh, you do? I can't <laughs> wait to can't wait. I um but you know what when am I gonna get a Nick Moore jersey, by the way? When we're gonna get this hanging in the rack. Yeah, we're gonna get the 46 oh, up. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry, it'll be there. You see, you see right behind yeah. Zach. I mean, we're also and as yeah. we're talking about this, we are going to have our big. Uh, we take a ride in our Adams Jeep. Yeah. We're going to have our Adams Jeep sponsored. Ride that, ride that Jeep. There it is, Zach. There it is. Our Adams <laughs> Jeep, Jeep sponsor. We're actually getting. Um, we're putting some things up on the wall. We're trying to really decorate the studio, but we would love nothing more, obviously, than our friends at Adams Jeep, who we're going to do more and more with. But having a Nick Moore jersey up there are you kidding me oh it'll be there hanging in the rafters right next to the cal jr jr poster yes oh, yes <laughs> that's do, what do, we need do, i mean i have a we can we could put something up of mine if we want but the cal jr jr oh maybe, I, I meant to text you oh, no. uh while i was christmas shopping i saw a cal ripkin jersey no that's unfortunate and i was gonna send it to you and be like no way they have your jersey at dicks <laughs> that's gotta happen a lot right yeah it happens i feel like it's a, all your friends make that joke yeah yeah, I mean, a, a I can't lot. believe you didn't wear eight. Your there. dad's the Iron Man. I mean, come that's on, dude. Like, he's a he's a Baltimore. He's a baseball yeah. legend, sports icon. Oh, Calvin. Oh, are you? Calvin. Are you? I didn't, I didn't know that. Backyard Actually, baseball was my favorite game. Are you related game. to you know, you know the thing was with backyard Wait. baseball? By the way, they kind of made him dog shit. Like to be honest, he wasn't that good in the game, and maybe it no, was towards well, the, the game. End. The game came out. He was towards the end of his career. They were trying to give Jeter and A Rod and those. Well, guys actually, the, Ken Griffey Jr. was yeah, by far that yeah, dude, hundred percent, and really Pablo Sanchez. I was gonna say you, you yeah, if, if, if it was Pablo, Ken Griffey and Pablo Sanchez and Pete Wheeler, if you're trying to bunt, yeah, Pete, know, if you're trying to, ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that guy's that's guy's, that guy's nothing but speed. Yeah, that's all he could do. He'd fumble the bag every time he got it, but he could bunt a home run. That's what every time the uh, Orioles play. The Blue Jays and Ryan Mountcastle does something insane. I always post a picture of Pablo Sanchez and say Ryan Mountcastle in Toronto, and it's a very niche. Like only if certain people like understand it. Like you had to get uh, backyard baseball. Yeah. 
but incredible. One of the greatest athletes of all time, Pablo oh, yeah. Sanchez. By far. In every sport, too. In every sport. Like I was good at all of them. Yeah. Not just baseball. They knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. They did. What a series. What a what a game. What a sport. Uh, this, a sports series, I should say. So the Ravens, we understand. And now that they're moving on, and, and quite frankly, it, this the game does matter because it, it, it's a – it's a measuring stick, right? But I think Nick, we already people that watch the, the the team you've been around, the guys you understand, you knew how good the team was, right? We understood what the team was capable of doing, and now the reality is, and, and Zach, we we're just talking about this. Maybe you want to ask this, you know? Now you're moving on to the next game, and really nothing matters now mm-hmm. but Miami, and and Zach, I think we we're touching on it, even though yeah. the reality, the playoffs are close, but we still got a couple left. Yeah, so at this point in the season, like how hard, not necessarily how hard is it, but do players, what's the scoreboard watching like? So is it one of those things where people start looking and they're like, well, you know, if these two teams win this game, like I think we can play them first round and we like that matchup more than, is that happening in locker rooms or is it? I definitely think, I think it does. I mean, in 2021, there was like a weird scenario where we needed like three teams to lose and if we won we made you know we Mm -hmm. we got in as a seventh seed and similar last year with you know were we going to win the division or how that was yeah how that was going to shape up if we won and all that this year i think is is totally different because we win Mm -hmm. we're the one seed that's it that's i think you know i think that's the only thing that matters winning this game uh which every week in the nfl that game is the most important game um, but I think as a as a human being, it's hard not to like look and try to mm-hmm. figure out and all that stuff. But yeah, that first round bye is huge. Yeah, getting getting a, get, getting that time off, getting a guaranteed second round, get home field advantage through the AFC mm-hmm. playoffs. That's that's huge. Yeah. And we got a little taste of that in 2019. Obviously, didn't go as well as mm-hmm. they would have hoped. Um, that was before my time. But you know, winning that and getting the number one seed in the AFC is the only thing that matters. And beating Miami too, because. They've gotten the best of us the last yeah. two times that we've played them. Well, now that you brought it up, I actually do have a quick question. Did they yeah. last year, was there like a vote put out? Like if it happens, like are we putting heads or tails for the coin flip? Like was there discussion in the locker room? Like are we going tails? Are we going heads for the division? Uh, if there were, I was not privy to those combos. I think that's above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah, I just, I pay. wonder who, I just was always curious, like who was, got the responsibility to call heads or tails? Like who? Who would you? If you um, had to pick, who would you have wanted to go if, out there? Oh, me talk all day. That guy. Oh. That guy always wins a coin toss. Um, oh, I think, big. you know, I, I like whoever the speaking captain is for the game calls it. You know, on yeah. a normal game, but I, uh, I would pick Justin. I like that. He was the most like tenured it. Raven that we had, or we have, um, and most experienced. Won a Super Bowl. You know, yeah. one of the few Super Bowl champions we had on the team last year. Um, I think you got to give it if you're going to give it to a player. Yeah, you got to give it to Tuck. I, I think see that. I yeah, think that's I a think great he's choice. the guy. Yeah, J- Jay Tuck's a great choice. And speaking of Jay Tuck, actually, I, I want good to kicker, great, great kicker. Some would say the best kicker, decent. But so actually, we were talking about this, and and maybe we'll play the clip here in a second. Um, the process of it, and and you saying getting a chance to work with with Jay Tuck. In general, it's crazy to me the expectation that he's now brought to of what people are expecting every time he goes out there. He's not allowed to miss a kick, right? Nope. And, no. and for his standards, this is a down year, which any team would, any other team's kicker, they would take it. 
you yeah. know, it's it's still an unbelievable season. Uh, yeah. I want you to kind of touch on it because you've gotten to see the process with him. And correct me if I'm wrong here, you were even saying he was a big part of you helping to kind of find your footing along with guys like, you know, Sam Cook and, and Morgan Cox too when they were yeah. uh, still on the team. I mean, I, I 100% wouldn't be the player that I am mm-hmm. uh, without Justin or Sam or Morgan. Those three guys have changed my life, changed my football ability, changed everything about my game and got me to the confidence and got me to where I'm at now. Um, you know, I think it, it's like anything in sports. When you get to the top, no, you know, like LeBron or Tom Brady, you know, all that stuff. It, whenever you don't, whenever you don't perform, which happens, we're, we're you know, nobody's a hundred percent. That's just yeah. outside of the two for the, yeah. for the Cowboys, but he's only, you know, he's in his rookie yeah. year. Jesus. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the expectations there. The guy's been so dominant for such a long time. I mean, he's in his 12th year now. Yeah. And he's been the best kicker in the NFL of all time, not just of our, of now we're talking forever mm-hmm. and i i mean it's it's hard because it's tough it's hard because justin goes out there he do, he kicks balls that a lot of guys a lot of teams don't even think about trying mm-hmm. i mean look at last year against jacksonville every team in the league is throwing a hail mary on, on you know from on a 67 yard field goal mm-hmm. no one's even mm-hmm. going to remotely try that yeah, especially outside in November in Jacksonville, where the, the wind is all over the place in Florida, and it was kind of rainy that day. Yeah, it's like thirty-one teams are throwing a hail mary, and for us, it's like it's fifty-fifty. I mean, yeah, Tuck's, Tuck's I thought he made it. Yeah, first, like Tuck being honest, dead, yeah. yeah, it looked like at least from the TV angle, it off his foot. It was like I'm not. I'm sure your angle was a lot better. On the yeah, game. I mean, but, I can I can usually tell. I can hear the sound on those long ones. It's it's hard because. He smashes the ball so it sounds really good and it's just gauging in on the distance yeah. um but like the one in detroit was epic he hit it and i was like oh yeah baby <laughs> i was like fourth game of my career i was like super nervous you know and he just absolutely pipes in and i was just like oh this is fantastic that's awesome um i think i even have a video of you explaining the, the nerves of it and maybe we yeah. can play a part of it here and i think i can pull it up brad if i can find it oh, i can find it you i know brad's gonna get on me about my nose and in, in my head and is that fair to say brad oh you're gonna God. get a side for, profile hey it was just I mean, bad camera angle you already brought it up i brought it up off camera i wasn't gonna blow yeah. it up but i mean yeah it, it looks shitty if you, if, you, if you want to ask me that. yeah thanks man well i just want to i want i want uh the i want to just hear nick so you don't have to re-explain it this was something you talked about preparing for moments and even the biggest moments and even how having a guy like justin tucker can give you more confidence so let me add this to the whammy let's see what we got ability to make field goals that most people can't make or won't even try you know doing that is really is really cool because we get into some some really big time moments like we did in Detroit a couple years ago. And, and do you get um, tense in those moments when it's a game winning field goals? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it, you're lying if you say you don't. We prepare for those moments starting, you know, day one. What Justin and, and Sam and Morgan were really, really good at is, is playing well in those situations and being in those situations a lot. They know like what it takes to succeed. And so we're not just going out doing our work like all right you know that's we made the field goal today that was good everything we do is geared towards like would that ball go in in cleveland in 20 degrees on a frozen field you know and like everything has to be perfect i think i i help myself and we help ourselves a lot in those moments because we 
of how hard that we prepare getting to that. Yeah. And I think any professional athlete would say the same thing. Like yeah. the, the preparation and the practice, I always feel the best when I'm oh, like, I'm at my absolute maximum preparation. I've, you know, I've worked my tail off for this moment and I have so much faith in the guys that I work with that I'm like, all I have to do is do my job and then they're going to take care of the rest. So I, I, the reason why, so you don't have to explain it better, but I mean, I think people, the rep for a long snapper, it, it seems like, oh, it's, it's that easy. You can't mess up. You can't, you can't mess up or you're gone. It's uh, everybody, I say this all the time. Everybody wants to be a long snapper until it's time to do long snapper stuff. It's like yeah. that old quote, everyone wants to be a gangster until it's time to mm -hmm. do gangster shit. Um, it, that's just <laughs> the nature of my position. I mean, everybody thinks it's the easiest thing in the world until you got to kick a 66 yarder with four seconds left in the game to beat, yeah. to, to beat Detroit, you know? At that time, it was Detroit, not the Detroit. Yeah, not, now. it was um, not a good yeah. loss at that and time. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I'll stand by the the preparation is key. Mm. I think I get my confidence from my work ethic and the stuff that I put in Monday through Saturday mm -hmm. so that when I go out there on Sunday, my body just works. I don't – my brain turns off. All I focus on is being in that moment, trying to do my job the best I can. And So you're, you're someone who when you're running out on the field, it's just – it's, it's do, just do, see yeah. ball, snap ball. It's focused on what I have to do. Mm -hmm. Like for, for me being a long snapper here with the Ravens, I got to huddle up the offensive lineman, make sure we got enough guys on the field, get set, tell Justin and, and Jordan where we're putting the ball, like the spot of the ball and how, you know, where they need to be and taking care of everybody, calling the play, you know, field goal on my snap ready, where I go sit, go to the line of scrimmage. And by the time I do all that, I get in my stance, everyone gets lined up. I turn around. I don't have time to think about anything. I'm like, oh, Tuck's ready. All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. Just grab the ball and grip and rip it and wait for his hand to open up and deliver and not, a grip it and rip it. <laughs> yeah. Love and not, it. Get, not get run over by, you know. Yeah, try not to. They do a good job of protecting the guys on on field goal, mm -hmm. I will say. The the yeah. refs are – we've seen a couple penalties over the last mm -hmm. two or three years uh, protecting the long snappers on field goal. Punt, they could do a little bit better job, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. You, want, you want me to talk to the NFL about that? Yeah, we might need to get uh, – Who's in? I forgot the guy that's yeah. in charge of the rest of the NFL, but we need to get that. Uh, How many career tackles do you have? I should have done. I got eight. Before. I got eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got. I got. I love that you knew that off the yeah, top of your I head. Could, that's electric. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, exactly what I want. I don't get them very often, so when I do get them, it's like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Gee, what, note. what was oh, yeah. your favorite one? Um, let's see. My first tackle was Nakeem Hines. That was a pretty cool Ooh. one against the Colts in twenty-one. Um, I had I had two tackles against the Bucks last year, and that were pretty elite. But I think my best one humble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they were great, great Kyle, form tackles. Let's be honest. Kyle helped me on once. I got I got a, <laughs> okay, I, got, you know. I got an assist on one because Kyle. Um that's why I love Kyle. Yeah. Um, they're like, who and, do we get yeah. the tackle? Who do we get yeah. the assist? And then to? the, the like, other uh, one, I love the NFL because they give you the stat. If you run a guy out of bounds, you don't even have to touch him. If you're the <sighs> if you're the guy that forces him out, tackle. So yeah. me and the sideline got the other tackle that game. Um, but I would say my best one was um, the most athletic one was 2021 against the Rams. Um, had to Sam punted far right. Guy starts running oh. left. Uh, you know, coming back to the field, mm -hmm. I'm kind of cutting the field off, and then he cuts back to the right, and then I take a pretty good angle, cut him off the sideline, do a little form wrap and roll on the sidelines, and got up like a like it. You know, it was like what I do every day. Yeah. Um, is there like an oh shit moment like when the returner like cuts around and you're like oh i gotta make well, the play for me <laughs> no no for me the only time i get an oh shit moment and i wish i had these clips uh last year we're playing the browns and we 
punted deep to Jonathan Peoples Jones, <laughs> and I'm the first guy down the field, and so it's me. Which I'm a good athlete, but I am slow as all get out, and I have zero like agility. So yeah. when it's like he stops on a dime and cuts, I keep going. Right, my 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 brain's like stop and cut. My body's like no. Yeah. And so he, he, yeah. So I learned last year, um, you know, not to be the first guy down the field because I'm never gonna. I don't want to say never, but more more times than not, I'm not making a one on one tackle mm -hmm. with a returner that gets paid. Yeah. Different, you know, he's fast, <laughs> and that's what he does for a living. I'm not gonna make that play nine times out of ten. Um, and I learned that the hard way twice when I got shook last year against the, the Browns. Uh, and uh, so now I, I go behind everyone. Yeah. And I either cut them off on the sideline or if they squeak through, I, I'm right there to deliver a little blow for them. That's also a great way to like be there for the fumble, you know, get the yeah. highlights. Have you recovered any fumbles? I have not. We haven't. We've had, since I've been on the team, when I've been on punt, we've had actually three, I think. I know for sure my first game was that weird Wednesday night game in 2020 yeah. against the Steelers. Mm -hmm. We had a, uh, they muffed a punt and mm -hmm. Anthony, I was right behind Levine. But again, <laughs> Levine's way faster than me. So he, he beat me to the ball. But uh, I was right behind him when he, when we got that one. And then last year against the Bucks, actually. And that I, w I wasn't really close to that one. I was, I had gotten knocked on my ass. Uh, by one of their their rush guys and uh, i was you can see me like on the on the sideline clip i'm nowhere to be found in the screen and they're like on the ball and then you see me like i'm like high stepping it running to like meet because everyone was like celebrating at the camera in the end zone and i was like trying to join the party it was a terrible idea but uh it was fun but uh yeah so no i haven't uh haven't got a chance yet but one of these days yeah it's coming i'll get there it's coming one of these days yeah one of these days scoop and score scoop and score. it's got to be a fumble on punt that's the tough part because it's where do they distinguish a muff from a fumble um yeah because yeah, a muff well, punt's not a uh, yeah you're not allowed you, you to can't advance return, yeah. yeah it's a dead it's a dead ball yeah you're yeah. gonna need to can't advance a someone's muff. gonna need to make a play in the, uh, or tackle. i could i could do like uh the dude for the jaguars this year just made a tackle and just Pulled it out of the guy's hand. Trent Williams last night. I looked at that with <laughs> yeah, like, PQ. Yeah, I know, I know. Do Ooh. do something like that where he's running and get yeah. in there. I mean, opportunity if it presents itself. I'll hang. Just it. go. Just I got. I got this house. I got quick hands, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a baseball back. And that, yeah, that's yeah. why you played baseball. I got right? quick, hands, quick hands. Quick hands. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And coordination. Uh, yeah. Nick, I actually wanted. To, so we were just talking stats and stuff. It kind of got me wondering too. Uh, you know, Tucker is apparently having a down year. He's you know eighty six percent accurate, which I guess is kind of, you know. It's not, it's not, it's not great, I guess, apparently, um, for, which, which, for, is, which is, which is wild because yeah. so he's missed, but, he's, he, what he's missed four, four of I his think. five misses have been from 50 plus. Yeah. Yeah. He's just one. Under well, 50. and I, so I, that's where I was going. So I think three of those were blocked field goals. Uh, two for sure. Yeah. Two for well, sure. we PAT blocked, mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, I, so for sure two have been blocked. I guess my, my, my question would be like, should should that count against Justin? Because I feel like leading all the way up to where he kicks the ball isn't really in his control. I don't know why they count that as a missed field goal if it gets blocked. Like that's not really on him, right? Like it is that not necessary. It just depends. Some some situations are, you know, if it's a longer kick and he tries to drive it a little bit more and he hits it low. Yeah. You know, there's nothing we can do if he hits it low and the guy jumps you know he's six six and yeah. you got calais campbell on the other side and he jumps up and the guy hits a low kick that's the kicker's fault yeah. um but most of the time like i know i can speak on last year when we had with three blocked and you know i would say two of them were laps in protection and one of them 
was a tough ball we kicked in in the snow in Cleveland from 50 you got to drive it so it has to be a little bit lower and the guy he was right on my shoulder actually uh <laughs> dude just you we, we get taught to like they run into our shoulder they, we call it rise with leverage and you, you hit them and hit them low and then you we rise up because usually the bigger linemen they're heavier on the top so they you know they fall yeah. they'll flip over they'll bend in half because we're getting them in the thigh board mm. this dude did not do that <laughs> <laughs> we started rising me and uh ben powers we started going up and this guy went to the moon he and rose with you he blocked it like on his elbow I, I i remember watching the clip and we were just like well what the, what the I, fuck do we do? i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go back and watch that clip yeah now. i gotta yeah, see it so you so you rose him to the moon i mean yeah normally what what the guys will fold in half like a chair this guy just an act it's like right as soon do as you remember who it, it was i can't i can't remember if it was number 90. uh he was on my right side it was against cleveland last year it was a 50 yarder and in the, it was kind of in the snow in into the wind in the snow into the dog bound really really tough kick and um tuck tuck hit a low driver just try to push it get it through the wind and uh yeah, just you know, the guy made a hell of a play. There's nothing you can do there. And it's the way the cookie crumbles. That's that's what happens. Great effort by him. Did not fold like a chair. You launched him to the moon and yeah, and he <laughs> made a great play. Uh, but it's fascinating too. And by the way, what the the record for kicking percentage lasting with Justin Tucker is ninety percent on the on the on his career. Yeah, he's like back. That. He's still he's one. back. He took over against Youngway. Yeah. He's so so, I mean, come on. There's no one else in the world that you'd rather have kick a football except. Uh, the guy on the Chargers right now, Cameron Dicker, that one video of him is at his. Have you guys seen yeah, that promotional video? Bowl. Yeah. The, was it the president? Yeah. yeah, yeah that, he's I didn't have it. the sound on. I was reading the subtitles. Oh, my he's got it. He's got it. He is balling out. That's and, a, and that is hysterical. That's a product of the, the Ravens goat pen. That's Jay Tuck's protege. Really? He, yeah. He was here last year in preseason. Last, last uh, preseason game last year. He was here. We oh. were his first NFL action. Yeah, and then he like went to happens. he went to Philly. Mm -hmm. um, one of our coaches' sons works at Philly, and oh. uh, went to Philly, filled in for Elliot, mm -hmm. and then now he's Cameron Dicker. He, he is. He's also oh, a Texas yeah. guy, so really he's yeah. he's Justin's protege. He really he is. Really yeah, he is. is. He's a Texas guy. And there's so. way more things making sense now. Yeah. Why he is? He's fighting. a stud though. He punted and kicked and kicked off for us against the Commanders last year. He's a stud. He's a good player. He's hey, he's crushing it. If, if it's not going to be Tuck, he's got my vote in that promotional video on itself. The Chargers it, yeah. might be not having the year that they want, but their their PR staff, social media staff, yeah. A plus. They they are a, a Super Bowl caliber PR social media post. Hey, well, before we move into you know around the NFL a little bit, yeah. Wait, talk. actually, hold up real quick. Okay, I got to, uh, hold up. What we no, got? I got the. Uh, oh, we got the clip. I got, I got, a little freeze frame action of. There uh, we go. As they all rise with the. Uh, rise with leverage. Look at them. Right, so a lot yeah. of leverage being. Uh, oh, he's he's oh, no, leverage. That's not it. Wait, is no, this... it is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So that guy, he's rising, dude. Yeah. So I guess we'll just to relive it. Yeah, it just hurt my heart. Well, oh, he got up there, dude. Yeah, it wasn't my best attempt. Uh, oh, uh, we got a close up. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Get the close up because that dude's. There it is. Oh, oh my goodness, yeah. is, bro. I'm telling you, like, and I started <laughs> out hitting him in his thigh board. Holy crap. And I, you got to get like, you got to kind of hug him a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, look at this right yeah, here. Because you can't let him blow you up. Oh, he rose with you. Oh, yeah. he, he is. That he is. is a, that is a massive. What do you? Human what do you? you there's nothing you can tell the kicker. You're just like, hey, man. 
<laughs> kid kid get, made a play. You yeah, could the, say get it up, which I you know well, he should. Yeah, I mean, JT. you could say get. You know, well, but never mind. Aussies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also stuck about Cameron Dick. You can't tell it's like snowing and windy at that game. It's like twenty five degrees, and yeah. it had just started snowing in the second half there. And That's it was gotta be. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, we gotta we gotta make that kick, Justin. <laughs> hey, there I might there, there might be too. there might be a six foot five, three hundred pound lineman now yeah. is now ten feet in the air, but Justin kicked hey, it over him. Hit it eleven feet up. Yeah, Justin, Justin are we not greatest of all time? No, Come it's on. my it's my fault. Run it back. I threw a nine I threw a nine o'clock snap. It was a live too. Oh man. Oh, it's good. Accountability is what we yeah. want. Accountability is what I we always, need. Always I mean it's always it starts with me. If it's not good and we miss, it's hundred percent on me. Mm -hmm. And we so, talked about this, Nick, always. with baseball, yeah. you know, accountability. When you go out there and you face the pitcher, it's you versus the pitcher. If you One suck, it's you. Yeah. And that's same here. I mean, we get the I get the feedback, you know, instantly. So when I, I go out there, that particular case, we um they misspotted the ball, so I told them the wrong thing, and then the clock's running down, and I'm trying to like rechange it, and Tuck's like, I can't move, and so then I'm shuffling around trying to get it set up, and it's not where it needs to be, and I kind of had a panic moment, like that was the first time that that had ever happened to me, and so I kind of panicked a little bit, and that's on me. I, I take blame, Justin. That's my fault. I'm sorry. That was big. Hey, it's good. Hey, yeah, there yeah, we go. Accountability, yeah, accountability on this show. I'll be better. We yeah, work that on that be, next year. Hey, I'm next a big year. movie. I'm a big movie quote guy. What was it? It's like uh, in Crazy Stupid Love. Be better than the gap, yeah. Nick. Be yeah. better than the gap. Get, you know, but you are. You'll be better than the gap. Damn right. What about um, we, real quickly? Because we're going back to this. Then we'll dive into the NFL because it kind of involves other NFL. You have your Achilles recovery. Maybe talk about it. And what's Seeing what Aaron Rodgers and no way he was going to play, right? And he obviously is not playing, and, and he was yeah. progressing well. But I remember us texting you about this. I mean, like, dude, are you on the same timeline here where you're moving around, throwing footballs in like three weeks? Um, you know, first off, how you feeling? And also, like, how realistic when you saw Aaron Rodgers doing that? Like, what was your thoughts? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm almost five months out. I'll be five months on the first of January. So. I've made a lot of progress over the last couple of months. It's been one of the more challenging things I've been through um, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's, it's very difficult. I've never been hurt before. So this was my first experience with the whole rehab process and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I had no idea what to expect. And it, it's rocked me a little bit, but I think I've, you know, I put in the work, I put in the time and, and we'll get back. And, you know, just, it's just a matter of time at this point with Aaron, dude, I, um, you know, I, I, I got hurt before training camp started. So training camp is about six weeks long. So I'm about seven weeks ahead of, uh, of A-Rod. And he had he had torn his Achilles. Before that moment, I was like, you know, the team, everyone, all the doctors are like, oh, it's going to be nine months. I'm like, you know, shit. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a lot of recovery. It's halfway. I mean, it's, you know, we're looking at May at that point. And that just, you know, as an athlete, that, that just sucks because you know your season's done. So there wasn't a whole lot of urgency at that point. And then A-Rod gets hurt, and he's like, yo, I'm, I'm coming back. Let me just state this. A-Rod and I, different surgery, totally different surgery from, from everything I've heard and, and, and done research on myself. He had a his, – his Achilles tear was a little bit closer to his heel, um, and mine was a little bit higher up. So they, they were able to do what they call an internal brace mm -hmm. on, for him, and they basically, you know – they I, they kind of sutured the tendon back together, but they mainly bolted into the heel bone. Oh, um, and that allows for a quicker recovery because you, he didn't have to go into a boot. Like I was in a boot for two months, I was in a cast oh. for two three weeks basically, 
Um, and he and then I was in a boot for another six weeks. So I was essentially eight weeks or or eight and a half weeks. I was immobile. My foot was covered up, and he didn't have to go through that process as uh. as he was in a boot, like a walking boot. Yeah, but he was. Not but his was intense. a yeah. His was a little bit smaller. Mine they sutured the tendon. Excuse me. Mine they they had to sew the tendon back together, mm. and it's tendon on tendon, so it's really weak at the beginning. Mm. So the and I had to basically have my foot like in plantar flexion, which pointing your toes to the ground for those who don't know. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I my Nick. foot you was learning something new. Every yeah. Day. Which I I dude I'm I'm a. I'm a math and finance guy. I have zero, you know, I don't know anything about the body other than how to lift weights. Um, so this has really forced me to like learn more about what's, you know, what muscles and tendons and nerves and ligaments and stuff are in your foot. Um, so he, he got to miss the biggest thing was he got to miss the muscle atrophy that I got. So my, by me not using my foot at all, uh, for eight weeks, not standing on it, you know, all I could do was really move my toes. Yeah. I couldn't really move my joint, like do what mm -hmm. I'm doing right here, moving my ankle joint. And that causes, you know, I lose my calves. I lose my, my gastroc, which is the big calf muscle, then the soleus, which is the bottom part of the calf. Yeah. I lose ankle mobility and flexion. I lose how to like use my toes, which <sighs> as a, as a person, okay. You don't remember when you started walking. You just, you just know you can walk. Yeah. Right. And like me, I have my son is almost one. And he just started walking like two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. And he's not like thinking like heel toe or any of that. stuff. So he's just like, get up, try yeah. to walk and put one foot in front of the other, fall down, do it again. You don't know how to use your, like, you don't know how to grip with your toes. You don't know how to do this. It just happens. Like your brain just yeah. instinctually knows what to do. And so when you take that away where you're like, hey, you can't move your foot at all for the next two months. And then you get out of the boot and you're like, what do I do? You think it's the most, you think it's like glass. If you step on it, it's just going to like yeah. shatter everywhere. And so like having to just do this motion, like I, when I first got out of the boot, I was literally moving my foot, like just a flick. Just, I mean, we're talking yeah. barely moving it. And my toes, like I couldn't curl my toes. I'm like, just curl your toes, dude. It's not that hard. Just, just do that. You've done this a million times. I'm like times. doing it with my left foot right next to it. And, I'm like, and I just can't. Just because I, I didn't know how to do it. So I had to like retrain how to stand on my foot properly yeah. where I'm not like, you know, standing on the backside or like leaning to the outside, like really using my whole. And I'm still struggling with that, you know, yeah. now. Um, and so A-Rod got to skip some of that stuff. And fortunately for him, he was able to. I was rooting for him. I, I really wanted him to come back. I thought mm -hmm. it would have been, it would have been a sick story um, for him. And I, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I know. Yeah. I know that's a hot take and not a lot of people, you know, whatever, <laughs> but I, I, I just think from my, from my perspective, it put a little bit of fire under my ass when this guy's two months behind me and he's like, Oh, I'm getting back. I'm coming mm -hmm. back this year. And then I was like, well, fuck me. I'm coming back too. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to start going to the, I'm going to start doing extra, doing more, trying to force it. Um, obviously, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to pan out for me. <laughs> Didn't pan out for him Break, either. Breaking news. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for him. Uh, he was, he, you know, Cam Akers came back in five months and he was working with a guy that came, he's working with this Russian gymnast, um, that competed in the Olympics in Tokyo, uh, the Tokyo, right? The, mm. the fast one. Yeah. He competed in three events in gymnastics and got bronze, um, in, in one of the three events and 14 weeks after he tore, had Achilles surgery. So it wasn't out of the realm of possibility Jeez. for him, but it, yeah. it's, a, it was a tall, tall task. And yeah. 
as an athlete, like you have to, you have to set unlofty goals for yourself. Otherwise, it, you're just you're not going to maximize it. When you put something that unrealistic, where everyone in the world is like, "No, this fucking guy, dude, come on, yeah, this guy's a joke. Like, what is he talking about?" Mm -hmm. And everyone's joking. He's going to do all this shit, you know, all you know, ayahuasca and all the other <laughs> shit that he's into. And I'm like, dude, why? Like, let the man do his thing. Yeah. If he if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, so fuck. So what? Yeah. Dude? No, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But as an as a guy who's at the peak, like he's at the top. Like it's mm -hmm. a rod, dude. Yeah. This guy's a legend. I mean, you have to have a goal like that. You wouldn't be. He wouldn't have gotten to where he's at. Yeah. If he didn't push himself like that. No. And no I think and I think that's a good point you brought up because in general, when 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 shit hits the fan too, and you're struggling, why not try to set high goals? You know, expectations or ambitions because the journey in itself is daunting. Where he is at, at his a point of his career this is you know this is the twilight years and if yeah. he wants to keep playing and he is eager that that window to try to win a super bowl one more time it's it's right here and even for you in that case yeah like why why don't you want to expect more so i don't blame 100%. i think I, people it pissed people off but as athletes you brought up the process of it when you have to go through an injury that's why i feel for a guy like jk dobbins that yeah, you know back sure. to back going mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that shit fucks with you and, and and I think you're giving the example right there. So for a guy, even if you don't like Aaron Rodgers, for whatever, all the reasons, I understand, whatever it may be, I think you got to respect that he was trying to do everything to get back. And honestly, that gives you hope. Even if, like, it sounds like for you, it gave you hope too. So I'm mm. glad you could yeah. touch on that. Um, we could talk about that for a while. That'll, yeah, that'll be yeah. more of a conversation on injuries and Absolutely. Yeah. all this, all it, this shit. So much. With yeah, so I, much. I can just... Too say from my experience it put a fire into my ass and it's forced me to work harder and yeah. and do more shit that maybe i would have put off because i didn't i'm not i don't have to be ready till september of 2024 mm -hmm. that's still nine months away nine and yeah. a half months away so him doing that forced it, it didn't force me i chose to do that yeah. and i think it's been the best thing that ever happened to me and you have setbacks and you have all kinds of stuff and they're not doing great but you know f for me i love that he did what he did mm -hmm. because I am in a better spot now than I probably would have been had he never gotten yeah. it. Or had he, he, and he had people that were just holding him accountable every day. Yeah. So he didn't like, he yeah. didn't have a choice but to do the shit, do the work, put the time mm -hmm. in because people were going to mock him like they're doing now. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's a different perspective than people think about the way that he did motivate and put out to other players of, okay, just because they say your season's over doesn't mean it has to be. No. Like, you know, it wasn't necessarily that he was saying, okay, I'm coming back this year. It's happening 100%. He was like, okay, if this is going to be it, I'm going out on my terms. Mm -hmm. I know I want to try to come back. And it's yeah. going to take, I'm going to give everything I can to, unless I physically can't come back, I'm going to come back. And yeah. Just that mentality. Yeah. And the other part of it too is you only have one career, mm -hmm. right? So when 100%. it's done, it's done. When you're older, this isn't something you can go back and go, I wish I did it differently. Yeah. So if you don't rehab the way that you want and to put your body through what you're hoping to get back into it and get back in the game, you're not going to get the opportunity five years from now, 10 years from now. And so, no. and, and that's the point for Aaron Rodgers had a, a great career. And every athlete, it's the same way. It's, it's me dealing with it. Nick, you've dealt with stuff. Any athlete that goes through it, amateur, professional, you have a choice. And your window of opportunity, if you choose to keep playing sport, whatever sport that's going to be, you have the choice of what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I respect the hell of that. He was going out there and saying, this is my career. This is my choice. And I am doing this because 
he doesn't want to look – I bet he's going to look back and not have a regret for trying to push the comeback. We'll dive more into that in, in future yeah, topics. We'll later date. Oh, yeah. Um, let's go around, Brad. Let's go around because there's some other uh, spicy topics on here throughout the um, uh, the uh, bah, 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 NFL. NFL. National where, football league. Yeah, where, where do we um where where or where do we want to go here, Brad? What, which direction? Yeah, so uh look, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders yesterday. How about like, that? We've been talking, we've been talking a lot about the Ravens, which obviously that was the biggest game of, of the weekend. But what's going on with the Chiefs? I mean, it is it lots of crazy reactions we've seen from from Patrick Mahomes over the last couple of weeks, right? Like, you know, he got fined 50 grand for basically calling out the refs when it was a legitimate offside penalty from the offense from uh, Kadarius Tony, And then uh, just kind of like uncharacteristic things that we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes and even Travis Kelsey. You got to wonder if this is because it's uncharted territory for, for Patrick Mahomes, but specifically we saw a, a, a pretty a crazy reaction from, Travis Kelsey after a particular play in that game against the Raiders where he slams his helmet down uh, on the sideline. And then Andy Reed decided to uh, take it as a coaching opportunity. And I thought this was uh, pretty interesting. Take a look at this. Well, you can see Andy Reed is talking. There's the helmet. Andy Reed's like, no, don't give him his helmet. Don't give him his helmet. He doesn't deserve it. He wants to launch it like that. And he goes, Travis, come on now. You're one of the leaders of this team. Come on, big guy. Let's get going. He's like, all right, I got you, coach. I don't think he quite said it that way. Uh, just just a hunch. Yeah, uh, probably not. But, no. well, but Andy Reid is, is a player's coach, and some would argue that oh, yeah. that's kind of how that's how John Harbaugh is as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to wonder if it was like, if he just kind of went up to him and was like, what the fuck, Travis? Or was it like, uh, if it was like what uh, – uh, Tony Romo was saying, like, you know, it, kind of like being a little bit lighthearted, but also being serious. Uh, it's just interesting to me to see that those types of reactions from the Chiefs. It almost feels like they're dead this year. Like they're well, just they're not going to be any sort of threat. And nobody's afraid of them right now. Uh, not the way they've been playing. Well, they lost last three of the three of the last four. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. they won last week, but they. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Last four. yeah. It's just interesting to me to see how the the Chiefs are playing right now, and it also got to wonder like what it's going to be like. How the, how are they going to face this adversity? Because right now it's look not looking like they're handling it all that well. Um, you know, they got two more games to go. They're going to win the division, or they already won the division. Right? No, no, they, they haven't. Have oh no, no, the they, um the Raiders yeah, can the Raiders still win. Have it. a chance if the Chiefs Weird lose game. out and the Raiders win out. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I mean, that's right. They're good somehow. Somehow, somehow you're telling me there's a chance there's, but there really isn't a chance. i mean yeah. the chiefs are going to write the ship in one, one of their last two games there's, there's no doubt about it in my mind but officially now they're going to have to they win the division they're going to have one playoff game but after that they're going to have to go on the road something that they've never done also the context of before travis kelsey full spiked it and the helmet went flying it was because the chiefs were about to be it was third and you know i forget what it was third and six something like that and they got shut down it was fourth down travis came off the field Coincidentally, uh, the Chiefs did a fake punt and converted, and then Travis Kelsey wasn't in on a play or two because he couldn't get his helmet, and then Andy Reid goes, no, 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 you ain't going in yet. And, and you could tell. I, I think the crazy thing to me, and just I could be wrong, 
that Chiefs defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's that offense. I mean, what was the stat, Zach? You're the stat guy here. The Raiders did not have a completion from their quarterback. After the first quarter. After the first quarter, right? Yeah, which is an insane, absolutely insane, especially for a guy who bet on Devontae Adams. Receiving yeah, yards. I don't think there's ever been a stat like that in yeah, the last like, and, years. And, and imagine and they, someone told yeah. you before the game the Raiders are not going to complete a pass after the first quarter. You'd be like, Jesus Christ, what did the Kansas City Chiefs do to this poor yeah, team? Well, well, how bad did they win? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was the point. So the, where I was look, going it's like with 36 this total, 36 total passing yards. Yeah. So this this is the part where it gets frustrating. Shout the, out Jameer White for or dominating. Yeah. yeah, he did. And and he and he did his part. But yeah. for the, the Raiders, they scored two defensive touchdowns in what eight seconds yeah. on back-to-back plays. Yeah. I think it was yeah. seven seconds apart. Yeah, seven Insane. seconds yeah. apart. Would they so, have a pick six and a scoop and score? Scoop and score, yeah, then pick six. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. And then the 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 Chiefs lose the game. So really on that case, their defense was damn good enough to win that game. Their offense was not and not even close to it. And that's my part. And they say, you've heard it all around, it's can this offense get, if they can clean things up. But now it's, we're well, getting to the point of, I believe that Chiefs defense can keep them in games, but is it going to be, can this Chiefs offense put up enough points? Because I think the other stat is, I don't think the Chiefs have won a game. Maybe it was one where they've, where they've won when they've allowed more than 20 points this season. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I will want to check it right say now. real quick, uh, Jack Jones on that pick six when he pulled the ball away from the child. I know that is a hot topic right now. I think that's hilarious. Well, did also, you see the, he, did you see the whole thing? Yes, yeah, thank like, you. There's, okay. It was he didn't j- pull it from the kid. It was the dude from yeah, behind. Yeah, and like, even Jack was, said that. Yeah, but I think like everyone was so upset about it at first. But at the end of the day, like, let's well, just the media never gives a guy a chance to explain yeah. himself. And was, also, let's say that was. It was just him taking from the kid. We're supposed to have rivalries. Like people say rivalries are dead in the NFL and yeah. then get upset when they think he just took it away from a child. Mind it's you, like, that's a five thousand dollar fine if you give that ball yeah, away. That's so it's not thing. like he's, he's he's not giving it to him for free. Like he's yeah. he's gonna get NFL's gonna get their money back. Well, you know, yeah. uh yeah. I Mike Mike <laughs> Evans does it every time he scores a touchdown. He scored yeah, out thirteen this year and oh, yeah, yeah, well he, he, he did get the bag, the bag. He's he's and he's he nasty. Me on the other hand, I'm I'm taking that ball to the locker room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so give it to me after the game, and then I'll give it away. Yeah. Okay. So here, well, here not was being given away in no. this stand. Here was a stat on the Chiefs, by the way, when they have allowed more than twenty. So at twenty points, they have won. They beat the uh, Jets twenty-three to twenty. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-20. But if they, if a team scores twenty-one or more, the Chiefs have not won a football game this year. That's so insane. that's the limit right there. And think about how dominant that's that crazy. offense has been. I was yeah. going to say they, they're, they, I mean, over the last five years, they've mm. probably averaged. More than twenty-one points a game with, with that offense. Well, no, they've been the number one. They've been the number yeah. one offense over the last five years. They've been nuts, but that's the reality of it. Uh, and you've probably seen some fair share of uh, incidences, Nick. Whether it's in the dugout when you're playing baseball, maybe it's on the sideline. I've had my fair share of you know incident happens. All of a sudden, it's kind of calm, and then whammy, helmet goes flying. And in yeah. my case, when I played, the bat went flying, helmet went flying. Yeah. I've been a perpetrator of this. I won't lie. I um. Last year, game one, we're playing the Jets, and last punt of the game for us, it was kind of rainy, which for me, it doesn't compare because I don't play very often. <laughs> uh, I'm not playing back. I Rarely do I play back-to-back plays. I have once, but rarely does that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, we're playing the Jets. It was my last snap, my last punt snap. We didn't know it was the last one, but it was in the fourth quarter, and I snapped it. It felt really good coming out. I get plowed over by their big number 72. 
run down the field, whatever, you know, they fair catch it. I go off the field and Stout comes over to me. It's his rookie. It's his first game. He's a rookie. He comes over and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, man, you're okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, oh, that ball was on the ground. I was like, what? And I don't even know what came across me. And I just was like, fuck, threw my helmet down, exploded it. Like ear pad goes flying. John just right behind me. Harbs is literally right there. He turns around, he goes, what was that? And I was like, I was like, you know, you know, I'm cussing over there. I'm like, fuck, dude. He like, he kind of like grabs me by the pad. He's like, hey, you're still the best at your job. Just go do it again. And then like a couple minutes later, we ended up kicking a, a field goal. Um, and it ended up being really good, but I so, get it. So wait, you didn't think that you just had it on the ground? No, I didn't know. I, I usually I can feel it, but you know, first games of the year are tougher just because it's everything's kind of a blur. You're like getting used yeah. to playing again, like in a, in a real NFL game. Preseasons is way different. It's totally yeah. different. Um, so you're just getting used to the speed of the game. Everything kind of happens, and you're not as comfortable as you are like later. Mm-hmm. You're not as more aware. Yeah. You're not as aware as you are later on in the year. But so I didn't. I it felt really good coming out of my hands. I snapped really well that whole game. And that one, that particular one just felt normal. And uh, it was not. <laughs> it didn't bounce on the ground, okay? Jordan caught it, like, at his ankle, and then he caught it, bounced, then pushed it off the ground to bring it back up. But it was a shitty snap. I'm not going to take that away. Accountability, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't right on the ground, but, no, but it, it was, was It wasn't good. Yeah. But, uh, it, it didn't roll. No, it didn't do what happened last week for the commanders. But Yeah. Um, it, uh, you know, jo- John is similar to Andy. He, you know, he, he worked under and coach Reed when they were in Philly. And I think I don't, I wasn't there obviously, but I feel like Andy handled it in a similar way. Like the last thing you need to do in that situation is like provoke the player any longer. He's emotional. He's, you know, he's already frustrated. And I think, you know, John was, I thought he was going to be pissed. Yeah. And he just like looked at me, grabbed me by the shoulder pad. And he's like, dude, you're the best in the league. Just just wipe it off and go do it, you know, go yeah, go get the go next one. Again. And, you know, I think maybe Coach Reed was giving Travis a, a breather and, uh, you yeah. know, go, going back out there. But I do like it. I mean, yeah. I, I think, I, you know, I, I think uh, there needs to be something like that when guys, mm. you know, kind of show their ass a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, it's good. You need, you love hearing that. You have the – that's a, it's a vote of confidence, the way to instill back that, hey, all's good. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep grinding. You're going to make mistakes. Oh yes, yeah. and you're gonna be you're gonna be emotional about it because you're just most I don't want to say everybody, but like Travis, he's very emotional. If you watch his podcast and you 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 mm-hmm. listen because you know, there's so much media coverage around them, he, he's an emotional guy, and I think they all are. And, and you know, it comes out, and sometimes it's maybe it's over the top, but it is what it is. I mean, they mm-hmm. I feel like all the best guys are that way. Yeah, I I agree. Well, let's keep moving around. Uh, we'll touch quickly on this because then the debate that I know Zach's been waiting on and for, for Brad here. But quickly, Cowboys, Dolphins. I know a lot of the Ravens fans were rooting for the Cowboys because if they beat the Dolphins, it makes it a little bit more relaxed. Uh, but the Cowboys, they just could not get out of their way, Brad. I mean, the, the, they, the fumble at the goal line after Pollard was kept out of the end zone by an arm tackle. And then the next play, they take Pollard off yeah. the field and say, let's give it to our fullback. And on a, an exchange fumble, you end up losing the game by two points. Yeah. I, I don't I don't even know what to say. But the Dolphins found a way to win. Sanders talk about, you know, shout out special teams and kickers. Yeah. Dude was knocking them through left and right. But once again, the Cowboys had a chance to beat a good team and beat a team on the road. They didn't do it. 
Well, I think this is what I've been saying all year, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was not a buyer of the Cowboys until I saw them play a legitimate team that had a winning record. And they have a losing record against teams that are 500 or better. So for me, it was like, show, show me. Show me that you're a physical team, that you can actually uh, be that team that can compete for the Super Bowl. And while the Cowboys have a guaranteed spot in the playoffs, I just really struggle to believe that they're going to go anywhere past the first round because they just haven't shown me that they can be that physical team that gets mm-hmm. them over the hump. Because, I, I mean, we look at at, at the the – teams that they've lost to Miami Buffalo kicked their ass. Um, you know, they, I think the only team with a winning record so far, they beat Philly, they, right? They, they, they beat Philly, Philly, pretty beat Philly at home yeah. at home. Yep. But and they're they, also undefeated at home. Yeah. yeah. They, barely, they barely beat Seattle at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. And so like that, that's where I'm kind of like, I'm not saying, I'm not going to go out here and say that they're a bunch of frauds or whatever, because like, you know, they do have playmakers on that team. I just don't know if they have it together yet. And I, I don't know if it comes down to coaching. I don't know if it comes down to just circumstances or whatever, but they just aren't, they just haven't been that team that can go out there and execute plays against a, a, a team that is their equal or should be their equal or better. Yeah. Yep. I think you hit it on the nose when you talk about the physicality. I think the Cowboys are a big team where they rely on getting out in front, you know, making those big plays with CD and getting the passing game going and really just opening up the game. And when they get punched in the mouth first by some of these teams, then they're unable to adjust. And like, I think that's where you're seeing a lot of these losses from them. You know, these tough losses come from is when they get hit first, they're not necessarily responding like you would want to see a team that you are confident in to say, no, they can go into Philadelphia. They can go into San Francisco and win. And like you said, I'm not sure I can see that right now because if San Francisco or Philadelphia punches them first and can go get a 10-point lead, I don't see that team physicality enough to stop the run to go out there and really try to stay in the game like that. Yeah, and I think the bigger part too is right now you got to in the playoffs you got to find a way to win and mm-hmm. you got to and you got to win the close games. And the Cowboys, besides that uh, Seahawks game at home. They were dominant at home. They dominated everyone. But the reality is in the playoffs, if you don't win your division right now, the Eagles now are in the driver's seat to win it. You're going to have to go win road games. Now, Mm -hmm. sure, they could go and beat some teams. But, you know, a team that was in Baltimore that looked pretty damn good that if they're a wild card team that I would probably take on the road over the Cowboys. You want to guess who that is? Oh, L.A. Rams? The L.A. Rams. I think the Rams. I think Matty Stafford. Don't count out Matt Stafford. Dude, he and Georgia Bulldog. The guy's a stud, dude. He does not get enough credit. I love that. He is a beast. He's an absolute beast. And that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about the teams right now. I wouldn't have said this five weeks ago. Yeah, no. But right now, I think that the Rams are a team that if I was going to play in the postseason on the road, and you're say Cowboys or Rams on the road, who would I trust more? Give me the guy that's won a Super Bowl. Give me the, the head coach at Sean McVay. And that team just seems to, to thrive wherever it is. I'm not saying that they're an overall better team than the Cowboys, but they do have a quarterback and they do play well regardless of where they're at. They're not a all-at-home field advantage team. I mean, uh, Matt Stafford's throwing it as good as any player in the league right now. Oh, he's I mean, slinging it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is incredible. Kyron Williams is a just a baller right yeah, now in the run game and that whole offense is it can be very scary it can yeah be very scary well to go against. cooper puka th- th- their offense is is all, all is all rolling on all cylinders but it starts with matt stafford if he, mm. if he when he's out there 
he gives the team a chance. And, he, and he, they went toe-to-toe with the, with the Ravens here a few weeks ago, which kind of leads, though, Stafford's playing great. He's not going to be the MVP. The MVP conversation was, as we know, going into the last couple of weeks, Brock, uh, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, and Dak Prescott, and then people would throw in Lamar Jackson. But it depends on how you view this award. And, Zach, I know you've been waiting to talk about this so for excited. a very long time. Both and of I think, us. I think yeah. I know. But I still think that Brock Purdy had a bad game, Nick, and it happens, and it was a oh, bad game for Brock. Mm-hmm. It really was. Was it a bad game for Brock or a really good game by the Ravens? I think I think it, I think the Ravens' defense is the reason why he yeah. looks so bad. Yeah, I agree. And I, I agree. think that that's okay. I think that's okay to say. Having said that, though, if it's a quarterback, it's Lamar Jackson, right? I think yeah. it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. But, Zach, I, I know I'll give you, you and Brad can have your word because you've not been the most courteous to Brock, which I still disagree uh, with. I know. This is, I, I've been viewed, Nick, as a Brock Purdy hater because I said that Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP over him. Still saying he's a top three candidate, but because I said CMC's better. I'm a massive Brock Purdy hater. I'm not sure if you've noticed. I can but I can see that. I know yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, but I also may have said that you. Played, yeah, I said that if you if there was a top 15 quarterback in that San Francisco offense, they yep. would all look like all pro quarterbacks in that system. And look, I just again I don't play football. I just go based off of what I'm seeing. You got Debo. You got Ayuk. You got CMC. You got Trent Williams uh, in the trenches. You, you you put a good quarterback doesn't have to be great doesn't have to be elite you put a good quarterback behind them the eye test to me says they're all going to do well because mm-hmm. of the superstars that they have around them and, and again it wasn't a, a, a necessarily a dig at, at Brock Purdy it was just that Brock Purdy in my opinion wasn't the best player still isn't the best player on the team it's Christian McCaffrey no. yeah and I so, think that offense still runs through Christian McCaffrey and we saw it last night I mean yeah. The one the one interception of Patrick Queen was there trying to check it down to Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And whenever the 49ers last night were behind and they needed something to happen, yeah. what did they do? They force-fed Christian McCaffrey. They tried to get him out in screens and space. They tried to get him over the middle, get him the run outside. They were trying their hardest to get him involved and finished over 130 yards total, a touchdown. Christian yep. McCaffrey, no matter what he does, is going to get 100 yards in a touchdown. I mean, it's... Yeah, he finds a way. Yeah, it's just... He's a freak. In, it's insane. <clears throat> and that's why I'm saying it's not a... Like you said, Brad, a dig at Purdy to say that McCaffrey is the focal point of that offense. And I think last night kind of proved that, you know, if Purdy, he's going to have bad games. And any quarterback... I don't want to say any quarterback, but... A top 10 quarterback is going to have them in that position where I'm not sure even if there are other top five running backs who could replace Christian McCaffrey in that system and do what he's doing just because he can do everything with the receiving and the rushing. He make takes that whole offense to such a different level. Yeah, but okay, the the I and I still must I'm gonna hear your I want your opinion here on this, Nick is I still think that Brock Purdy is going should still be in the conversation and one game doesn't define a player. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be what he does after this and what he does moving forward. I just think that the Ravens are that damn good defensively. I thought it was an excellent play. There was some tip passes, but that was because of the pressure that they brought, getting yeah. your hands up mm-hmm. and making plays. That's all on Baltimore. I think it was a more testament to the Ravens, not necessarily that Brock Purdy 
was so terrible. I think the Ravens were that damn good. But I think the conversation goes to most outstanding player, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, you probably say Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Off of his numbers alone, Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey. You're mm-hmm. going to say most valuable player. You look at when the stars or when the lights shine brightest, Lamar Jackson's out there doing everything humanly possible on offense. No quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes has more wins than Lamar Jackson since 2018. And regardless of what his numbers look like, when the teams, whoever that the Ravens face, Lamar Jackson found a way. And to be honest, with a game with a lot of stars on the field last night, Lamar Jackson might have been the best on the field out of all the players. And that's saying something because that defense, I think, Mm -hmm. you could make a case that all of them deserve that they're the best. But Lamar Jackson against a unit that they said would pulverize. Yeah. He was he was nothing short of sensational. So Nick, I guess I ask you. Actually, it, well, one more thing. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah. So before Nick uh, responds, because I wanted to get his thoughts on this too, it's a, a lot of people, are, whoever is part of the voting for MVP, and especially a lot of ESPN talking heads, what have you, are solely looking at passing yards and passing touchdowns when it comes to this, and mm-hmm. when they compare um, uh, quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson uh, total touchdowns i think is 22 23 and his total yards is 41 so you 4100 so you combine total yards and uh with him and brock purdy he's got the same amount of yards as brock purdy he's got a few less touchdowns but that's because gus the bus has been a yeah. touchdown machine so yeah, he has like 12 one yard rushing touchdowns yeah he, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. red zone freak right so my my <laughs> thing is it's like we're comparing if if the MVP is all all about stats and really, and nobody's looking at anything else. I, you have to, especially with the way that quarterbacks are being built in, in today's league, because Lamar isn't the only guy anymore that is, that is the type of dynamic player that he is. Um, he's the, the 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 most dynamic. But you know, you look at Jalen Hurts and the Kyler Murrays and all that. They're not taking into account their full body of work. They're just looking at their passing numbers, and I just think that is completely unfair. Yeah, Nick, I agree. I, I I agree with that. I think this, you know, I think w- Ryan kind of alluded to it earlier. You know, is it the best player on the best team, or is it just mm-hmm. the best player? And I think that's similar to the you know the goat conversation with, or w- winning championships more important than yeah. you know all the titles or scoring titles and all that stuff. You know, I'm biased. I think Lamar is the best player in the NFL, so mm-hmm. you give him the MVP. Um, also, he's on the best team in the NFL, so I think he should get it. Um, yeah. You know. But I, I think you're right with, with CMC. I think he's – I definitely think he's the their offense. Like, he, yeah. he they go as he goes. Um, you know, Brock is, is an unbelievable player, and he's played really, really well over the last two seasons, you know, coming in late-round guy or whatever and being able to kind of de- de- defy the odds, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think they take into account all the stuff that Lamar is capable of doing. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Patrick runs – you know, Josh Allen runs, Kyler runs. I, I understand that, but they primarily throw touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Pat's throwing, you know, a lot of touchdowns all the time. He's, he's yeah. a pass, he's a passing quarterback. Yeah, and I'm, even if they get to the one yard line, they do these little shovel passes yeah. to Kelsey. Which those count. Those yeah. are you know, those the, are passing. Any touchdowns. forward pass mm-hmm. that is a, it counts even as a just a, even if it's a like catching the shotgun and flipping yep. forward, and the guy runs you for a touchdown like they've had in the past. Yeah, that's a touchdown. But I, no, I think Lamar. You know, I don't think he's playing for that, but I think mm-hmm. he's put on a case. He's definitely yeah. put a, a really 
put together a really nice resume. And it's, it, you know, especially if we, we finish as the best team in the NFL, you know, a guy that yeah. went like from last year, how we, you know, how, and even the last two years, how we were really good. And then Lamar goes down, he's out. Last year, I think we, we did better than we did in 2021. We, we were able to still find our rhythm and still play well and win games and get to the playoffs. But I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say Lamar is not the MVP in my opinion. I think he's the best player in the game at the moment. I forget who posted it, but I saw on Twitter earlier today it was the Michael Jordan with all the MVPs, and it said Lamar Jackson. If the Ravens ever called a quarterback sneak on the one, and it's so yeah. true. I mean, we just get to the one two yard line, and in Philadelphia, it's okay, tush push. And They're in doing Baltimore. It, yeah. It's okay, hand it to Gus, and like that's yeah. the difference. You know, people will look and they'll go. Well, Lamar's only averaging like 1.5 touchdowns over the past, you know, 10 weeks. And it's like, okay, well, he gets them 99 yards down the field, then turns around and hands it to Gus. And it's still seven points. He got them down there. It doesn't matter if he's pushed in or hands it off. The point and what Lamar always talks about is he wants to win games. He doesn't care about, about. he doesn't care about sitting there going, no coach, like, push me in. I need to like, I want a few more touchdowns. Yeah, get those stats up. Yeah, it's like, he could at least from a fan and like from stories you hear, he's someone who's like, I don't care if coach how many times twice on fourth down this year, we've seen Lamar run to the wildcat. It's like, mm-hmm. if it means we're going to go improve as a team, I don't need to be a part of it. Yeah. I you think, know? I think that that's a big part. And there, I see some comments here. Ace, you seem new. Welcome to the channel, by the way, thanks for stopping by. Um, I think like for guys, you know, this could be a conversation if the, Dolphins come in and win, then Tua deserves more credit. I think Tyreek, if he gets 2,000 yards in a season, mm-hmm. it's commend, it, It's not even commendable. It's, it's unheard of yet in the NFL, and, and he missed a game, so it would be for 16. But I think the point of, of what we're saying is Lamar's value is not necessarily going to be measured with how many touchdowns he scored. It's going to be and in the evolution of his game. You know what I've loved the last two games, by the way? This is what, like, you know, this is – I'm coach this is like coach speak. I feel like they'd say the Ravens have won the last two games. What against the Jaguars? It was uh, they had one turnover, but they forced three. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, this yeah. last game they forced five. Yeah, and you can say, well, you know, you don't want to beat yourself. Playing clean football and getting points and being smart and making good decisions matters. And I think th- that Lamar is even doing that better than anyone has given him credit for this year. He's he's been tremendous across the board. He's been tremendous. And then he'll have the electrifying plays that everyone talks about. I think because he's not having those dazzling plays that he had maybe in 2019 as much the Houdini and the runs for 50 Although yards that that play before the end of the half was, last was night, one of them. That was one of those really good. Plays. You know, those people this year will sit there and say Lamar's not running the ball. Has Lamar slowed down? You know, maybe he doesn't have the same burst that he once had. <laughs> and then it's like, no, I think someone said. He understands that his speed is like a sports car. You don't take the sports car out to go to the grocery store. He's not going to go try to do everything. A lot of things over the past few years when we've gotten in trouble is because at the first sight of, oh, there's a breakdown, Lamar was just, I'm going to go play superhero. And now he understands, okay, I'm going to hang behind the line, not take the hit and throw it 15 yard down the field to Odell, who's running there, Zay, who's broke free. But that does not mean that that race car is not there. And we saw yesterday, as soon as he hits the open field, I mean, you see it from a lot on field perspective. Is it so much more fast? Like 
people say it's way faster on the field than it's, you can yeah. even understand. It's one of the most effortless things I've ever seen. And, and the <laughs> way he can just get up and go is, is electric. But I think Lamar gets so much unnecessary criticism because before it was, oh, all he does when the pocket breaks down, he runs, mm -hmm. he runs, yep. he runs. He does he keep one read and go kind of guy. And now it's like he's he's not doing that. He's sitting in the pocket. He's going through his progression. He's picking out good throws. He's making, he's executing very accurate and on-time throws. He's, you know, he's doing really, obviously doing a great job. And now they're saying, oh, he doesn't run enough? Yeah. Like what? Just last year or the year before, they're like, oh, this guy can't pass in the NFL mm -hmm. because all he does is when when things break down is he leaves the pocket. And I think it's it's a totally ridiculous criticism of Lamar yeah. Jackson and I, I think he does better than anyone can take it, yeah. brush it off. And you said it earlier, all he cares about is winning. I think yeah. the Super Bowl to him is far more important than a, than winning the MVP. And I think that's what he's going for. And if he has to share the love with everyone else, he doesn't. So be it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's he he's he's on a mission. He's on a mission where yeah. and even after the game, when they asked him how excited are you about the Ravens you can win next week and be the number one seed, it's like, well, we've we've been there and we got to keep playing. Yeah, that and, was incredible how he said that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that to me just shows you all you need to know. He that the awards don't mean anything. And and to be fair, what's everyone say about Lamar too now? Like just with him in general, can't win the playoffs. He can't yeah. win the big game. So if he's the MVP and he wins, and he doesn't win the playoffs. People are still going to shit on him. Oh, and yeah. That's the thing that sucks. You're yeah. like, what can't what What do you want from him? Someone's got to be the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. If if Patrick Mahomes is you know, Superman, someone's got to be the kryptonite. Mm -hmm. And I think Lamar, I, I, think, I think Lamar Lamar's has been that. that. I think he, I think, I don't, I don't know. I've never asked him, but yeah. I, I just, I feel like he thrives in that. I think he, he does a good job at it. Like you said, I don't think he'll ever really say, it, but I think he enjoys being doubted. And the fact that each week he gets to go and put on, go and put on a show and prove that all these naysayers, uh, he's got to try out at wide receiver. He can't do this in the NFL oh, he runs too fast, he or he runs too quickly, oh, he doesn't run fast enough because he's holding onto the ball. It's just always the goalposts are going to change, and it feels like every game he just checks off another, yeah. oh, can't use that against him anymore. And yeah. I think he enjoys that fact of each game, it's just another checklist of, well, we said he couldn't do that, and then he went and did it. I yeah. mean, that one throw he made, I'm trying. I think it was in the second quarter where he's running to the sideline to Isaiah. To, yeah, yeah. Who Come on? Who makes that throw? That's yeah. His feet are in the air, and he puts a dot on him. But I was told by Twitter GMs he's still running back. Well, and here's the other thing. My biggest compliment that a player can get is even when mm -hmm. when I played or any sport that I did, if someone on the opposing teams were like, "Damn, that you're you're a beast," or like, "Damn, that that guy's good." Like, that guy's unbelievable. When you hear the other players in the NFL talk about Lamar Jackson, none of them are saying he can't play quarterback. He right. can't do this. It's, damn, dude, Lamar is – he's he's unstoppable. How do you yeah. stop him? I think that yeah. people are starting to recognize that more. And to me, that's the most valuable thing. Yeah. His peers are realizing that he is an absolute stud. And if you want to criticize him, that's fine. Everyone in Baltimore here – are thankful and ecstatic that he's the quarterback yeah. of the Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we got number eight. Yeah, that dude's that dude's a beast. Preach. I'll take him any day of the week. I like to say as long as as long as eight is lacing him up, I like our chances every time we take the field. Yep. 1, well, 000%. speaking of uh, one quarterback that the Ravens currently have with Lamar Jackson, too, 
the old franchise quarterback, Joe Flacco, because we're going to do this and we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Brad, Brad, <laughs> Joe Flacco is, uh, it's, I'm so happy to see him doing well. I know it's on the Browns. I it, really do. It's starting to get to the point where like at first it was super fun and now it's like, okay, like it's stop. Scary. Like, <laughs> like three straight 300 yard passing games. Like, okay. Like, I mean, the dude's like, what is he, 39 or 40? Yeah, like, it needs to stop. As, a, as an older guy in the league, you love to see it. Oh, I mean, I'm it's sure. on the Browns, and, yeah. you know, we don't want the Browns to do well. But you got to root for the old guys. That's man. what it's you so just, hard about because you want to, and yeah. then you're like, ah, oh, it's still the Browns. Like, it's the team right behind I us. hope I'm playing ball at 39, dude. I'll and he's still you. throwing. I, I he's still you're so probably on like your third sport, professional sport. Yeah, by yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Brad, player. get in here. Get yeah, in here and, and, and explain a little bit here of the fact of hey, where you are. There you are. Is that, yeah, Joe is. It, well, he still, throw, he still throws the prettiest ball in the NFL. Am Amari Cooper is oh, yeah. loving having him there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Amari Cooper is a great wide receiver. And now having Joe, he's even said, he goes, it's just sometimes mesmerizing. I think watching and, and quite frankly, I think. He's not mesmerized enough where it's stopping his play. Amari Cooper is setting records over there in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I but I think, think we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say we're we're going to get into. So Joe Flacco was asked by the media, uh, local media in Cleveland, about uh, how he's feeling about the Ravens' performance and whatever else. And so we're going to get into his comments on that in a second. But I just wanted to say one one other thing. Like it is, it does feel a little scary that uh, the Browns are doing so well under Joe Flacco, uh, but. The one thing that gives me a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, a, a solace or whatever you want to call it, is that he throws so many picks. I think he's thrown yeah. seven seven interceptions in the last three games, seven or eight. So, yeah. uh, oh, he's still that, slinging it. That's like, gonna. He's a gunslinger. Yeah, it ain't gonna change. Yeah, it, it's like, either it's a perfect ball where it's like, how the hell did he do that, or it's how how did the hell did you do that, Joe? And that ball is right to the defender, but. Yeah, there are three outcomes in a Joe Flacco deep pass: big catch, defensive pass interference, interception. There is no incompletion. <laughs> Nobody is no incompletion. Yeah. Nobody's better at the arm punt than Joe Flacco. So, oh, what, no. what's the video oh, we got, no. Brad? All right, so the video we got again, as I as I explained before, uh, local media from Cleveland was asking about uh, the the Ravens. Obviously, you know he was there, um, and so here's what he had to say about uh, the current Ravens squad. Take a listen. Coached, a ton of talent, and they make sure they bring the right guys in um, that are going to fight for 60 minutes. They're going to be able to deal with adversity. Um, you know, you, you could talk those guys up forever. They're just a really good football team. That's why they're in it every single year. Um, and when they're really rolling, they get better as the year goes on. They get more physical and all those things. So standard stuff, I think, for those guys. Um, I think they should be excited where they are for sure. So pretty, uh, I would say, uh, typical response that I would get that I would expect to get from from Joe Flacco. But it was kind of cool just to uh, hear him give give some flowers where they're due as far as Baltimore team. And then there's no like love lost there, which is why it's gonna suck if the Ravens end up playing the Browns. The Browns come to Baltimore, and it's like Flacco comes in and uh, I, I makes me nervous. January Joe. I think that's is Stavros coming to that game. Oh, Stavros has, yeah. has to come to that he's, game. He, right? He's going to show up in one of those half Browns, yeah. half the Flacco jersey, where it's half Ravens, half Browns. Yeah. I, see, I don't know if he would wear a Browns jersey. I think he might have a Flacco. I Flacco think he, Ravens I, jersey. Yeah, I think he'll just yeah. be hysterical with he, with crying, cursing him out. 
but also being like, why do you got to do that to us, Joe? Yeah. Is he coming as Stavros or is he coming as the alter ego? Oh, he's got to come as Ronnie. <laughs> he's got to He's got to wear the dude. purple pants, the purple he's camo so pants. Oh, yeah. And shirtless. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, oh. yeah, you can't not be shirtless. Yeah. I actually love Ronnie this. from Dundalk. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want to I'd want to see real fan Dan and Ron and, and Ronnie. Hell yeah. That yes. would be a great moment. But I love the fact that that what Flacco is talking about. Right. And it's a great um, it's a guy you want to root for. Right. Mm -hmm. But if he does play Baltimore, you, you hope it's it, it doesn't bring down this Ravens team, because I think a lot of fans, even though as, as grateful as everyone is for what joe did for the city the community and to bring a super bowl back to baltimore which is what the tri team's trying to do they haven't won a super bowl in since 2012 uh, i guess technically 2013 in that feb in february uh, so it's been you know approaching 10 11 years and so he has, he has the best playoff road record in nfl mm -hmm. history stud yeah. does he really yeah. yeah what a guy i knew i liked him he's yeah. he's an absolute stud so we hope well, the best for joe until yeah. the playoffs because exactly. I'm telling you, that's going to be the, that's the first hump of many that Lamar is going to face in the playoffs. He's got to get, he's got to go past his old mentor. You know, <laughs> can you just and imagine? He's going to go. It's going to be like when Flacco had to go against. It was Andrew Luck. Then it was Peyton Manning. Then we had Tom Brady. Then it was like you know going through the people who had stopped him before. Now Lamar's gonna have to take out Flacco, like the whole like Darth Vader killing your father type scene, you know. Yeah. And then like you go, he goes Patrick Mahomes, you know, Josh Allen. He just goes down the list. I think that's how it happens. Oh, what about well, there's gonna be so many movies where it's someone that there's a personal tie. Maybe it is Star Wars with Darth Vader and and whatnot, or it's just one of those like I'm sorry, like I don't want to hurt you. I'm sorry, and I can't think of the movies, but you know what I'm talking about. Every, there's uh, hundreds of movies out there where there's a the Rick Flair. Yeah, yeah I think the, the Rick Flair, Flair Shawn Michaels, Michaels that's, that's, that's it. One. I'm sorry, and then 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 the the kick by Shawn Michaels should be uh, well, I guess It'll be we'll, stressful. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. Let's not let's not throw out too many hypotheticals. Also, I just wanted to shout out Joe here for a second. Joe S. Niners fan, great game by the Ravens, completely smack us at home. Hope we can try for redemption. The Super Bowl, appreciate that, Joe, and thank you for stopping by. And also, I said this to some of the guys beforehand. This might be the best thing for the Niners, to be honest, is that for the longest time, it was the excuses that they didn't have their best guys available, right? Oh, Trent Williams isn't playing. Debo Samuel's not playing. So, therefore, that's why they were losing games, and then they steamrolled. But to get humbled like that at home right before the playoffs might be the best thing for San Francisco because I do think that they are the best team in the NFC. I think that that team is stacked. But sometimes you got to get kicked in the mouth. I think the Ravens, why they're doing so well is they had those moments earlier. When Gardner Minshew came to Baltimore and the Colts won, you don't think that that pissed people off or losing that game at Pittsburgh. But those are humbling moments for a team. And I think any team that's on the way to win the Super Bowl needs those moments. So uh, hopefully – the Ravens see him in the Super Bowl, but hopefully the Ravens are victorious. But guys, I think that's it. I think yeah. we've been here long enough. Uh, hey, Nick, thanks for coming. Uh, here. I, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> there he is. There he is. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. I love I love shooting the shit and talking ball, talking yeah. shop. Yeah, and we got it. we got a lot more, and we want you to come back, be a part of it. Yeah. We're going to show you how the studio works a little bit more. Um, yeah, hopefully we have the jersey the jersey yeah, will be we'll, here next we'll get, time hey, hey you know last thing i'll say before we get out of here we got to get your johnny tweet then maybe oh. uh, put up put up in a uh yeah i'm gonna have to i'm actually gonna get the johnny tweet like lamar's original johnny tweet on a shirt i've meant to do that but i will have that ready
because yeah, that man. that was just shout out to you that it was on uh espn's taking your stuff yeah. here by yeah, the way Sports Center. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, so here i'll uh quickly uh oh yeah okay yeah, pull it up hey pull it up. of course got a, there we go sports center today i was uh one really cool having my name i forget oh it's not on here but on the actual sports center like instagram page it had you know tagged the two people involved in the post and it was me and lamar and i was like just two boys you know yeah we're homies yeah i was like you know <laughs> it was like the did we just become best friends thing like i'm like you know just me and lamar yeah so yeah you know I, who knew my big break on twitter just needed to be lamar bored in london on twitter and then tweeted out johnny and then it has taken off from there and there it is we, we're going to add we're going to add more uh flavor to the studio so we'll, if we get that shirt we get a tweet and we print it out rocco never made sports center joe you that is correct that is correct. rocco is off this week he will be back don't worry we didn't scare him off from the holiday video that we put up um he, he didn't well i'll let people go back and watch it but I, he was great in willy wonka i will say that <laughs> so on that on that note uh <laughs> We are getting out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday season. We'll be back on Thursday again for the Ryan Ripken show. We'll probably be back at normal time, depending yeah. on, and our normal time is usually seven, but we'll see what happens. But for Nick Moore, Nick, again, shout out you for being here. Thanks for having me. Zach, yeah. Brad's behind. If we can get Brad back, there he is. Boom. And uh, I'm Ryan Ripken, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night.